Watch the update required podcast live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. PST on YouTube. Yo, and we're live. What's up, everybody? Fortitron here. And it's Jay Retro. And you're watching the update required podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome aboard, everyone. How's everyone doing today? Yo, I see that we got someone hanging out live in the chat. Thank you so much for anyone hanging out live or if you're watching later on. Hey, we appreciate you. And if you haven't already, give us a sub like like the video. I don't know all that all that stuff that you should plug. (laughs) Yeah, it's a call to action. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's what they call that right it's it's what those kids call a call to action all right you gotta have a hook and then in the middle of your video you stop and have a call to action and it reminds people to subscribe to your channel i'm <laughs> excited to remind people about the value of skillshare no we're not there yet yeah there yet. <laughs> you know what i have been getting a lot of offers to uh work with companies who sell items in elden ring online and it's like fuck it's a bullshit scam and it's like don't ever pay for this shit like no one should be paying money for like in-game currency it's one of those like where it's like we're doing that with fortnite where they would pay for an account like someone would rack an account up and unlock all these skins and stuff and then they'd pay to buy that fortnite account and i'm like everything in fortnite is cosmetic yeah. It doesn't even do anything. So you're literally just like shelling out money because you're like, this guy got the blue banana skin. <laughs> F- fucking weird. How hard would it have been? Like, I don't, because I know the equivalent of how hard it would be to get these items in Elden Ring. But in Fortnite, like, what would be the equivalent? Like, how hard would you have to grind to be able to get these items rather than just pay for them? Relatively hard. Like, I'd say you'd have to play like an hour or two a day during the whole season, but that's not like a massive commitment. Like, if you're, pretty serious gamer yeah um like this season i like pretty much 100 percented out the battle pass because they had like the spider-man stuff yeah yeah you were saying last week yeah and it was like and you got it i need spider-man yeah i got the spider-man suit the only thing i don't have yet is the black spider-man suit it's like the final unlock and i i hope the season's not done because i've been sick all week and it's like the first week in a while that I haven't really played any Fortnite because I've been sick. I haven't played much of anything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to go on tonight and I'm going to play. And if it starts doing a giant update and tells me it's the start of the new season already, I am going to be a little deflated that I didn't get the black <laughs> Spider-Man outfit. But, you know, we're going to find out. And either way, I am very stoked that I got Spider-Man because I'm still pissed that I have a Clark Kent skin, but not a Superman skin. That yeah. just, oh, that that's a stiff yeah that's not good that's not good my friend i'm gonna run around as clark no no one no one ever wants that (laughs) no why is that even in the game no one that's like the costume like because if you couldn't afford the actual costume (laughs) but they were like fleecing that one on clearance and you're like oh well i'm not even gonna go out for halloween then if i have to wear this (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're right i'm supposed to be clark kent they're like you just look like a nerd jay you wear glasses anyway you know yeah. like you just look like you dressed up they're like yeah you cheap prick a... way to not wear a costume that's just your regular shit and you're just like fuck you <laughs> <laughs> fuck you you don't read comics yeah you don't read shit bitch if uh, you were gonna do clark kent you'd have to do like a loose tie and a semi-open shirt so that you at least had the superman logo underneath or something mm. Like, yeah you okay. can be clark kent halfway through transitioning yeah I think that would be acceptable <laughs> i always like that joke about canadians it's like i hated halloween in canada because i could never just be spider-man i had to be spider-man with a jacket <laughs> it's legit true it's so true i was like freddy krueger 
with a parka. Yeah. Was, yeah. Super dumb. Brutal. Uh, yeah, man. Well, everyone, say thank you to Jay Retro for coming out tonight because he's been feeling a little under the weather, but he made it out for the show. So thank you so much. Like, I know it's oh, kind, thanks, of, man. kind of brutal, especially like if you're like feeling like shit or you're like, especially when it's like in the throat or it's like a head kind of like cold like it's been a sinusy throat thing but i'm feeling better today for the most part like today's feeling like that day where i'm like 85 to 90 percent kind of recovering so i just gotta play it smart and not like slam a bunch of tequila shots after the stream and i should be good within a couple <laughs> of days i think so you mean no fun yeah. like what the hell yeah. <laughs> what do you mean you're supposed to make smart decisions to get better yeah God, that's so annoying no. all right well <laughs> Let's uh let's get into it. Before we get into our first topic here, last after last week, there was a PlayStation State of Play. Did you get a chance to see that, Jay, or did you see like any uh, of the I didn't highlights? Know. Was it? that the one that was just all the Gran Turismo? Because I watched a bunch of Gran Turismo footage. I think um, it but did. it's out now, right? Like GT, it's out yeah. now, isn't it? Gran Turismo is out. Um, yeah, it is out. Um, Are you gonna buy it? No, I don't play car games. <laughs> like, I don't even I played Forza for like 15 20 minutes and I was like okay it looks nice but I'm not I'm oh not, man I'm just not into car games uh yeah Horizon 4 and 5 have just soaked up a lot of my life I didn't play much of mainstream Forza yeah not since like the 360 but Horizon I, I freaking love for those of you watching we will have a special guest on next week who will talk a lot about uh Gran Turismo and car games because Jay Retro and I were just like we like Jay Retro plays them. I play a little bit. I've seen it, but I'm not like huge into it. So like I, I'm not the right person to ask. Fair, but um, fair. yeah, the state of play it was mostly focused on Japanese developers. And okay. what were some of the highlights? Um, for me, this isn't even a Japanese developer. This is what threw me off. Uh, is they announced that Returnal was getting a free DLC. And I thought okay. that was fucking sweet because it's gonna have it's gonna have a co-op mode, which is funny oh, sick. because like it's just the main character. So they they're not even gonna make like a secondary character. It's just the main character twice that you can just co-op as, which is funny. And I think maybe like a new area or like a little bit of an expansion. But this is a nice little free little add-on. I think that was cool. Sure. Um. What else? Like there wasn't that much to be honest. Like there was like a, like a lot of indie games. It was kind of one of those state of plays where it's like a mm -hmm. lot of the games are. There was a lot of stuff from Square Enix, not Final Fantasy 16, but a lot of their games. And I was just like, well, they have that new game, uh, Forsaken or whatever. Forspoken. Right? That's, That's the one that got delayed. That one. I, yeah, they didn't show any of that. Maybe they did. I don't know. I'm terrible mm. at this. I watch like I didn't watch it live. I just like kind of caught some of the highlights because like <laughs> you're done. Yeah, you're done. You're done. Uh, one thing that I like to do, and I don't, I think people haven't caught on to this, is before any of these gaming events, I like to put out a joke tweet, which is me saying, "Oh, my insider info has just leaked this to me," and I just like put out like the biggest bullshit, whatever, and. <laughs> So this one, I was like, um, I got huge leaks, everybody, uh, like Final Fantasy 16. Uh, what else? I said, like a bunch of bullshit. And then it was funny because like right after the state of play, a bunch of people commented. They're like, wow, this aged well. And I was like, do you not get the ha? The I was doing a ha ha. Like, <laughs> you got to make it more obvious. So you have to say something really ridiculous. You have I to thought be like I was. 
Like, guys, uh, my sources tell me that the PlayStation Blender is coming out, this state of play. Okay, that huge. It's going to make sick PlayStation branded smoothies. That would be okay. Yeah, there you go. go Really outlandish. Right. So everyone knows which which is sad that you do because I prefer subtle humor, but I don't think subtle humor works well on Twitter. It like and that's what I'm finding out is because my humor is very dry and sarcastic. It's very sarcastic because I permanently talk in sarcasm. Um, But uh, yeah, it doesn't land well because people are just like, they. oh, okay, so that's coming out today. And then they're just like, uh, you know, nothing clearly. Yeah. yeah, Okay, so this is what I put. I put FF7 remake part two trailer and release date is getting announced. FF16 gameplay trailer and release date. And I said Silent Hill project being announced and Astro's Playroom full game. And then I put all of this is 100% confirmed. And the bunch of people are just like, what happened? None of this was at the show. 100% confirmed. <laughs> yeah, I I just found that funny. Like, it just, hey, I'm doing a haha. And I guess, I don't know. I'm going to talk about Blenders next time. Let's go into our first subject here. This wasn't at the state of play, but there's going to be another state of play. And it's, Hogwarts Legacy PlayStation State of Play announced for this uh, week. Yes. And personally, I'm not hype about this game, and but apparently there's hype for this game, so I don't know how I feel about this, like being a PlayStation fanboy. What are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, like the people that are amped are really amped. Um, you know, we've talked about this a bit before, I think, where it's like, I think it's a generational thing. So mm. for me, <clears throat> you know, when I talk to... A lot of people that are a few years younger than me, right? Maybe they're 28, 27, a little bit younger. Uh, they all love Harry Potter. And it's it's a part of their childhoods in the way that, like, for you or me, we might look at, I would say, Lord of the Rings. So I think a lot of people in our generation grew up with, like, The Hobbit, Lord of the Rings. Maybe uh, Narnia was another one that a lot of people's parents read them when they were younger and stuff. So, like, Narnia was something that was uh big for my sister and then i was a big lord of the rings guy Mm -hmm. um as an example and so to me like i i'm really stoked about the new uh lord of the rings series that'll be coming to amazon rings of power i actually was really stoked on wheel of time because i did read those books uh in like my teen years and they're very similar to that you know tolkien-esque epic high fantasy world Whereas Harry Potter is something for me where, like, I've seen every one of the movies. I've never read one of the books. Uh, And if I'm, you know, let's say I had cable or I'm house sitting for my mom who has cable or something. I'm flipping channels and they're like, oh, we're doing a Harry Potter marathon. I'll watch it. They're fun movies. They're good movies. They're they're well well put together. I think I've seen the first one and that's it. (laughs) It's just it's not even having seen all of them multiple times, it's just not something that like deeply matters to me. Like I had like yeah. an ex-girlfriend where like, she just like lived and breathed Harry Potter in the way that I live or breathe star Wars or Lord of the Rings or Batman. Right. Yeah. And so I'm sure she somewhere is very amped for this game and good for her and good for all of the people that super love Harry Potter. I also think that, <clears throat> and this article touches on this a bit, we're in this weird place because of the whole, you know, controversy with JK Rowling. I wanted to talk about um, it. Yeah. Right. So she's going to make money off this game. Like she, at the end of the day, she makes money off of anything with Harry Potter's name on it. She owns that IP. Yeah. And 
it was really interesting when, you know, kind of all the transphobic backlash to J.K. Rowling first started happening, which for the record, just as an aside, I'm fully in favor of uh, backlashing against J.K. Rowling being a giant transphobic asshole. Um, but then people are left in this weird position. Like, I don't know what I would do if it came out that, like, Tolkien was a Nazi or something, right? Because I would be like, oh, that's very disturbing, but I don't know how to not love this piece of art anymore because I've loved it my entire life. And it's like, you know, like if I found out George Lucas just hated black people, I wouldn't know what to do with that because I'd be like, well, I still love Star Wars. Um, and then you're left in a position where, you know, like there was sort of the one camp where they're like, let's burn all our Harry Potter books. I'm mm -hmm. selling everything I've ever owned that's Harry Potter related on Kijiji. Get it out of my house. I don't even mm -hmm. want to think about it. Fuck Harry Potter. And then you have the other group of people that were sort of just like, I'm separating her from this. Yeah, and I'm not letting the artist. Right. And I'm yeah. not letting what a piece of shit she is ruin this thing that I've loved my whole life and that I loved my whole childhood. And I'm never going to give her credit and I'm never going to talk about her or what a great author she is. But I will talk about the fact that I loved that story and, you know, that I don't know which one is the right one to side with, especially if you're someone in a position where maybe you are transgender and this like actually affects you more than like me as a cis white male or whatever. Like, I think obviously I'm uh, an ally in that that sense that I, I think her comments were pretty atrocious and I definitely was uh, you know pretty mad with her like most people were, but it doesn't affect me directly. So mm. I'd be interested to hear from someone who maybe it does affect them directly in that regard and like what what they think of that. Like, is it OK to still, you know, go see the next uh, like what's that other series that spun off of Harry Potter? The, like, uh, something in Magic Beasts or something. Yeah. Like, is it OK to go see the next one of those movies in theaters now, knowing that she gets money from that? Like, I don't you know, I just I don't <laughs> know where. And they Where got you draw the line, right? Yeah, they got Johnny Depp out of there, who's uh, allegedly uh, a physical abuser of women. So it's I don't know. It's it's a hot it's a hot bag of shit. And I don't know any of the controversy. Like, all I just know is everybody yeah. d doesn't like the author anymore because of something they said. And few yeah. things she said few okay things she said things, and a few websites that she links to and things, various stuff. things they have yeah. said okay and yeah. and yeah so i i don't know the whole story so i i don't want to get into it but yeah it's like what side do you want to take so you either don't support the content at all because even if like you burn your books or you like get rid of your books or you get rid of whatever, you already initially paid for them. So you already supported the artist or the person. So you already supported the content. So you doing whatever with it doesn't really have an effect. You like it, you already lost there. Or do you separate the art from the artist and then yeah, you're kind of financially supporting somebody who said something that you don't agree with. So it's it's a really hard line to to walk on, but like for me personally, like I don't know, I just I was never into it. Again, like like you, it was never something that really impacted my life. I just knew it was popular, and then for other people mm -hmm. who liked it, I was just like, all right, cool. I'm, just, I'm not, I don't get it. So sorry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's it's kind of weird when we're in an age where everything is recorded, everything is documented, 
And yeah, for all we know, like, uh, like Tolkien could have been a racist or like, 100%. Like, I mean, and it's well <laughs> yeah, documented that like Walt Disney wasn't the greatest guy, Yeah, but everybody tends to ignore that a lot. Right. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. And I think there's, yeah, there's this thing where it seems to be like if people did crappy stuff long enough ago or they just or they die and we just want to remember the better parts of their legacy like a lot of stuff at that point gets swept under the rug um but i think it's the same sort of thing where it's like okay walt disney was a shitty person he's been dead for a really long time he's not making any more money from disney directly anyway so what do you care and if you know the lion king was really important to you as a child are you just supposed to like not show your children the lion king because you found out that this old guy that started that company was shitty when he was alive like i just i don't have the answers for sure i'm not trying to say that that's not what you should do or it is what you should do I legitimately don't know. Um, but I do think the the J.K. Rowling situation is just such an interesting one because it's just such a good example of that. And like while the person is still alive and while she can still collect money from her properties, I've heard some really interesting arguments. I've heard people say things like, I'm only ever going to buy Harry Potter merchandise again if I buy it off eBay or some sort of a secondhand merchandise. Because then at least I'm not giving her more money directly. And I'm like, are you not though? Because you're still supporting the economical you're still making a market for eBay. those items right. yeah so I, uh, yeah <laughs> it's just it's one of these things i'm like well you can move the flag but the flag is still there right and so yeah. then yeah I you either know. you either have to swear off the content like you have to be like well i'm just never going to buy or support a harry potter anything <clears throat> ever again or you separate the art from the artist so it's up and to you, you say to yourself yeah i think it's unfortunate that that money's going to her but it's not going to stop me from enjoying this product i think there's so many people like who probably spent their entire lives being like god can you imagine if there was like an open world hogwarts harry potter rpg like this was probably something that so many kids talked about over their school pack lunches and now it's a reality and like yeah that sucks if that's taken from you just by her being a pos basically right? yeah and like again do we do we have all the answers on the update required podcast no but no in my in my uh age of wisdom that i have accumulated on my time on this uh floating rock of carbon that is in the universe which is endless and we yes, all don't quite, matter quite um there are so many good things about those stories and the time that people have had with them and the time that they mm. share with them that i think it over arches whatever bad thing that the person who created it has done because the creators of the things that we love never live up to the expectations that we have of them uh regardless if it's a really shitty thing that they said how unfortunate that is or they're they're just kind of like a shitty person in like when you meet them uh they they'll just never live up and as humans we are all imperfect and yeah, I just think if those stories bring you joy and you have a group of people that you really enjoy them with and you love talking about them, I say who cares? Like it's just like just yeah. ignore the fact that someone else someone's shitty and yeah, they're making money off it, who cares? Whatever. You still get joy out of it. You still enjoy talking about it. You still enjoy the time that you have with it. Live it, live your life. 
Yeah, man. Is like, I like hip hop, and you have to be able to do this if you're a hip hop fan. Like, you know, there's a, a few years back, the game beat the shit out of his girlfriend. No one talks about it. You know, like this stuff happens constantly. And it's, I'm not saying that's good. Yeah, but I'm just I'll saying just like say that's literally Chris Brown and like Thirst. <laughs> Or like if you like black metal and like, does that mean that you have to be OK with burning churches down in Norway? Like, no, <laughs> you can you can think the riffs are nasty and then be like, they probably shouldn't burn down the churches, though. Yeah. Like whether you agree with religion or not, some sweet old Norwegian grandmother went to that church and you burned it down. And it's kind of a dick move because yeah. like she has a right to do whatever the fuck she wants to do. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's the same thing, man, like where it's like I listen to lots of music by artists that I think are probably complete pieces of shit and i just kind of just i just put it aside and i'm just like yep that sucks they're probably collecting money from these spotify streams or whatever but like this there's, is a dope record i know i w- let's not say their name but there's a mutual metal band that we both really enjoy and their singer or band member did something atrociously shitty oh yeah, that and, story yeah yeah and we know that, one. that one it was like god oh, these songs are so good but I'm supporting a monster <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I, I have more sympathy for him now to be fair. Cause he did go to jail, like not sympathy in the sense that I think what he did was excusable or okay. But in the sense that I do uh, sometimes debate with folks online in the sense that I'm like, if we send someone to jail and say that we're rehabilitating them and then they go to jail and they do their time and we let them out and they're quote unquote rehabilitated but we just keep crucifying them for whatever we sent them to jail for. I don't think that's cool as a society. Like at that point, you might as well just like lop the guy's hand off with a machete because it's more about, or just put him in the guillotine. Like, right. It's it's clearly more about punishment and us beating the shit out of him than it is about rehabilitating him. Then if that's what you want to do, which is a whole topic for a different kind of podcast. Totally. Uh, no, but I for do agree a gaming that, one. <laughs> that band is a good example, though, of I think a lot of fans of that band had that same struggle when that first went down of like, what do I do with the fact that this band has meant so much to me? Right. Yeah. I do think yeah. this was kind of like I know this is kind of a heavy topic to start the podcast <clears throat> off with, but I think it was necessary because this was a lot of the stuff that I was reading on Twitter after the state of play mm. got announced. So it's important to talk about. Um, am I hyped for this sure. game? No. Are a lot of people? Yes. Will I watch it? Probably not live. I'll watch the highlights and then, yeah, I'm, sh- I'm yeah. sure it'll be a successful game. I-, I watched the trailer for the game when they first dropped the trailer and I'm sure I'll continue to follow it. And like one day, if it, you know, like ever shows up on a Game Pass like service, I would probably dabble in it. But I just I can't imagine rushing to give my money uh, you know, either to J.K. Rowling or anybody to play the game because Harry Potter just wasn't my jam. Yeah, right? and like also after my time. Yeah, be responsible with your money, people. Like, like get a game that you're looking forward to on day one. Don't have FOMO for all these games because you'll go, you'll bankrupt yourself if you're just buying all these games because they're new and they're out. Uh, yeah, let's move on to 100%. this next topic here. This is a funny one because this is kind of from our day. Uh, Dino Crisis fans aren't feeling great about Capcom's Expo Exo Primal announcement. So this was one of the things that was announced, uh, and it's this game called Exo Primal. And you look at the trailer for it, and you're like, "Cool, m- modern Dino Crisis." And Dino Crisis was this uh, Capcom game from I want to say the late '90s. I want to say like '99 or like '98 or something like that. 
first appeared in 99 apparently there we go hey i swear to god i'm not just reading that off the article i i remembered that but um yeah like you look at it and you're like that's dino crisis and then capcom was quickly out to say no this is just a whole nother game whole different story and it was funny because i read this article and it just made me think i bet you there's some sort of licensing disagreement or something going on where they can't just say say that this is Dino Crisis. So that's why they had to like, yeah, it's a they whole They renewed game. the license to the Dino Crisis name, though, like a year ago, which is part of why people are mad. So I think they could say it's Dino Crisis if they want to. Now, first off, I don't know that Capcom came directly out and was like, yo, it's a whole different game. Like the way that I understood it was just that it was because at the end of the trailer, it just says a different name and it says nothing about it being Dino Crisis. So basically the reaction, like the trailer's playing, they're like, oh, that redhead chick looks kind of like the redhead chick from yeah. Dino Crisis. And there's dinosaurs and they're like, oh my God, there's fucking dinosaurs. It's Dino crisis it's dino crisis we wanted this and then it's like exo primal and everybody lost their shit and flipped their popcorn buckets and i was actually like pissed off not at capcom but at the fan base about this in two ways number one we still don't actually know that this isn't dino crisis related and that could kind of be the whole plan is to just give it a different name and then you find out that it is set in the dino crisis universe <laughs> they pull it a 2011 a bit, thing on us <laughs> and it's a little suspicious that mm. the main character looks so similar to the redhead chick from dino yeah, crisis let me get frankly in on um, this meme that someone made you know like that can't be unintentional and the main developer dude from dino crisis is involved in the development of this game so it's yeah. like you have the main dude you have a character that looks almost exactly like the main character you have dinosaurs and people are super mad because it has a different name so my thoughts on this are twofold number one we still don't 100 know that this isn't actually still set in the same universe as dino crisis mm-hmm. and number two who gives a shit because even if it's not it's thematically everything you wanted yeah you wanted a dinosaur game from capcom with a hot redhead chick you got that why does it matter what it's called or if it's like exactly set in the specific universe that dino crisis was set in it's sort of like back for blood like back for blood yeah. is essentially left for dead three but due to licensing issues and them creating their own studio it's not left for dead three but it obviously is left for dead three that <laughs> never angered me i was never like god damn it it has to be named left for dead three and it has to be set in the same exact universe with the exact same kind of zombies why the game plays exactly the same it's more of the game that i loved right so if that's what they do here and it plays like dino crisis and it just plays like a modern dino crisis like why does it matter if they created a new dinosaur world yeah or how did you lose how did you at yeah. all lose in that in that exchange like it's exactly like from software like they didn't make dark souls 4 they made elden ring and it was i like fuck it's not dark souls 4 i was like awesome more from software like more like souls like yeah. games i read this and i was like this is like you walked into baskin robbins and you were like hey uh can i just get uh, a small cup of vanilla ice cream please and they handed you the vanilla ice cream and they were like hey man you know what just for you we put some chocolate chips in there for free we just thought you might want some chocolate chippers on your vanilla ice cream and you just flipped the table we're like fuck you i don't want this this isn't what i asked for it's like they gave you everything you asked for and more 
It just has a slightly different name now because now it's vanilla with and chocolate And you smushed chips. it in like the 16-year-old kid's head and you're just like, yeah. fuck you, Tyler. You were like, yeah, fuck you, Tyler. Get your <laughs> shit together. This isn't what I asked for. That's how I feel these Capcom fans are right now. I just think it's super weird. You were just like, Capcom, give me a dinosaur game. And they were like, yes, here you go. And you were like, not that dinosaur game. I just think it's weird. It's not the same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it it's, was. It's super weird to me. Yeah, I read that and I was just like, "You're done. You're done. Like, just yeah. be happy. Just be happy. It's coming out. I'm sure they'll like. Even if it doesn't end up being in the Dino Crisis world, who cares? It's uh, who red, shit. redhead protagonist yeah. and dinosaurs. Just be, yeah. just be. Cool and it's not going to play like old Dino Crisis anyways. Even if they make Dino Crisis, like the Resident Evil games don't play like the old Resident Evil games anymore. It's not no. going to have tank controls, right? So, like, yeah. no matter what they were going to change it whether they had made a dino crisis remake or a direct sequel it was going to play more like say the resident evil 2 remake than original dino crisis right so if it's going to be so different from the original product anyways why is it so important that it has the same name like this is totally off tangent but i gotta bring this up because you just reminded me of something here. But, okay, okay, so the part that you reminded me of is somebody made an RE3 remake mod for uh, a Dino Crisis mod for that game. I saw that. Yeah, so they made that, and I thought that was awesome. But also, there was this mod that came out. Okay, bringing it up here. Um, It's a game that neither of us have played, but I thought this was the coolest fucking thing that anyone's done and it was the sifu mod that turned it into the matrix Ooh, i like the art style yeah so they took yeah. sifu which is kind of like cell shaded i don't know like it's pretty it's it's a good looking game it's a cool art style yeah yeah i've seen a little bit of it yeah, yeah. and so they changed the main protagonist into neo and they changed this one doesn't have it here in this picture here but they changed all the bad enemies to agent smiths maybe they'll show hilarious it. but i'm watching the gameplay for it oh here's a video right here i wonder if i can make it full screen can I turn this volume off? Yeah, this right here. Oh, fighting all the Agent Smiths. Yeah, that's hilarious, man. Cool. Does it show it? Uh, it was showing it. I don't know. No. Only when you had it small. Weird. <clears throat> but yeah, that's super sick, man. But like, I'm watching that and I'm just like, just make that that game. Like, <laughs> yeah. like Somebody give that man a job and hand him the Sifu engine and then, like, get him up working on a licensed Matrix game. Yeah. That looks sick as hell. Does that look Damn so... Man. That looks... Like, that's one of those happy accidents that you're just like, uh, make that a game. Make that... Yeah. Like, I'll pay for that. Like, please. 100%. And yeah, no, I just, I just love that. And... It's totally off topic from what we're talking about with Dino Crisis, but seeing that, I was like, damn, like I would buy Sifu just for that mod. And because, 100%. because that's one thing that, like, and I've talked about this before, is if I'm not into like the setting or the vibe that a game is in or like the lead character, like, I don't, it makes me not want to play that game. And then that's yeah. why, like, games like Sifu, I look at it, I'm like, that looks really cool. That looks like a really cool modern kind of like beat em up style game um not into it though yeah fair but like if you just like a slight change like that and was like i want to buy that game 
which is it's just one of those things. Uh, speaking of games, let's move into this next topic here. There were some pretty awesome games that got announced for Game Pass for March. Yeah, man. What, what are your bunch. thoughts on that? I just just Whole before bunch. we went live, I downloaded um, Guardians of the Galaxy because a lot of people were telling me to play that game, and I was actually yeah, my buddy Yuri bought it for PS Five and said it was really good. I so was I this, think I'll download it too. I was this close to play uh, to buying it on PS Five, and then like I just saw this and I was like, oh neat! Now I can just try it out on Game Pass and see if I like it before I if I want to buy it you know what i'm hoping is i'm hoping it helps the game succeed a little bit more because i was reading not that long like a week ago or something that they're disappointed in the performance of guardians of the galaxy and that's probably not going to get a sequel and yada 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 and yeah game pass has done well with certain titles at getting you know more eyes on a product that was maybe being overlooked and then it goes on to still be successful after it leaves game pass um so yeah i i really hope that happens here and remember everybody you get like a 20 percent discount if you buy it while it's still on game pass and then as soon as it leaves game pass you don't anymore so just something to consider if you do end up enjoying the game and enjoy it enough that you're going to want to play it more than once or keep it in your library then that's sometimes time to pull the trigger and cash in because you never know which will be the games that are only on game pass for like two months and which will be the ones that like hang out there for a couple of solid years um stuff comes and goes all the time as we know but yeah this is definitely i would say this is the blockbuster title as far as what was announced in this batch of games uh for the month uh definitely i think guardians of the galaxy for most people is going to be the the really big one there uh flight simulator huge for certain people we've discussed that before like i don't I don't care. I don't care about Flight Simulator, but I didn't, graphically, I didn't, it's such a beast. It is like yeah. it's so impressive. They've I love always been like that. Footage though. of Flight Simulator, exactly. It was always a title that pushed what was possible. Yeah, ultra realism. Oh, yeah, like with whatever was available at the time. I remember that hundred percent. But okay, so a couple of things. So I've been slacking with my Xbox Series S, and like I haven't touched it that often. And the times I do play it, I use it for emulators, and mm-hmm. so I picked it up. And I finally, I was like, you know what? Like, I know I don't like shooters, but I want to see what this crossfire is all about. And I gave crossfire a chance. And because I, I was sick all week and I didn't get around to it. So what do you think of crossfire? Okay. So again, I still want to wait for the J retro uh, critique because I think that it holds more water than what I would say. But for okay. me, not being in the shooters and not playing shooters, um, I definitely felt like this game was very unapproachable. Like I mm. booted it up and I didn't even know how to start the game. Like I was like, I don't even, where do I play? Like, there were so many different like little options and just the UI layout was kind of weird on the, on the home screen. Okay. And I was just like, is there a campaign? It didn't seem like there was a campaign. It just seemed like it was like, it was a battle Royale. So I was just like, Okay. And then I kind of just like jumped into it and then didn't know the controls or like how, like how anything worked. And I just like died. And then I'm just did- imagining that like John Travolta meme from like Pulp Fiction where he's just like, like you, you walk into Crossfire X and you're standing in front of the main menu and you're like, so where do I? Yeah. Where do I go? Like I, I'm almost, <laughs> I'm almost tempted to like bring it up on the screen here to like show you how, like, I just didn't understand. Obtuse it is. Maybe I'll try to capture some footage of it when I go through and play it, and we can show a little bit of that on next week's uh, episode, maybe. Um, but yeah, I'll definitely I'll dive into it uh, this week now that I'm feeling a little bit more perkish, and I'll definitely compare my notes with yours. I'm interested to see 
how I feel about it. Yeah, as a little bit more of an experienced uh, shooter aficionado. Yeah, but yeah, it, it'll be it'll be interesting. But tell yeah, me I, if I there is when... a campaign because I I was like I don't think there's a campaign. I think this is only like battle royale. Like it might be kind of like yeah Counter Strike or something, right? Where it's yeah. just a purely multiplayer experience. I really. I honestly don't know because I've never played a single Crossfire game. So I'm interested to check it out and find out, though. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And, I, you know, <clears throat> it's interesting. They, they mention in here as far as the new titles coming to Game Pass, because they mentioned Crusader Kings 3. And that's been on PC Game Pass since, like, the dawn of time. Like, it's been on there for at least a year now. So this must be that the Crusader Kings 3 is coming to the console, uh, which, for one, super fantastic game if you have never played this game and you are on xbox you have game pass and you don't have a pc to go play crusader kings 3 uh please play this game it's it's my favorite strategy game i've ever played in my entire life it completely ate my life for like months on end where i would just like work and play crusader kings 3 because it's that good uh so i definitely suggest that not only you yourself, but that everybody go give that game a try. It is hella deep and it it can, it can be a little daunting at the beginning, sort of like you were saying about Crossfire having so many options. Uh, Crusader Kings is definitely a game where you probably want to watch a couple of YouTube videos on how to play <laughs> the game because the tutorial, like it teaches you some stuff, but it really doesn't teach you a ton of the deeper mechanics that are super important to not just get murked in that game. Uh, so if you do really want to, you know, have some fun with it, I suggest there's a few different YouTube channels out there that are like entirely dedicated to that game. And we'll just be like, here's how combat works. Here's how running your empire works. Here's how developing hmm. cities and stuff works. So I really suggest just watching a few of those tutorials. Uh, and I wouldn't be suggesting to anybody to spend time watching tutorial videos on a game if I didn't think that the payoff was going to be entirely worth it. I think you you will invest that time and then you'll play the game and you'll be like, I don't regret watching 45 minutes of how to play this game because this game is sick now that I know how to oh, play dude, it. Oh, dude, like so. if it's a game I'm into, I'll watch hours upon hours of like YouTube shit too, on man. that game. Um, I've just never really been into strategy games, so like I don't know if it's my type. They're not normally my go-to either, for sure. They're they're a genre that I've enjoyed at times. Like I played StarCraft, I played yeah, I was gonna Warcraft. Say, you played Star- StarCraft for a bit. I played StarCraft, I played Warcraft three pretty heavily. I had the expansion packs for it, and I played Civilization Four really heavily for a while i loved civ 4 that was like one of my favorite games at the time that it was huge um but yeah i'd never really played any of the other crusader kings games i remember it when it first dropped i read an article that it was coming to game pass like at launch and then i read another article on igm where it got like a 9.8 out of 10 or something stupid and then i read another couple articles about it where they were like yep 10 out of 10 9.5 out of 10 and i was like oh i guess like even though strategy is not really my thing i should probably try this game because everybody's saying it's like the greatest strategy game ever made and it really is it's so fantastic Hmm. all right uh I was a little confused with the whole flight simulator being available because wasn't it always available for Xbox? Like, so yeah, I'm confused too because it was on it was on Game Pass PC, yeah, and it was on even Xbox One could access it through cloud streaming. 
So I was weirded out about that too. I don't know if maybe it left and came back because sometimes games do do that on Game Pass. Like Grand mm. Theft Auto Five was there, then it was gone, then it was back, then it was gone again. So it could be a situation. I was a little puzzled by that one too, man. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, but yeah, to me, Crusader Kings Three uh, for those who haven't played it on console, and then definitely Guardians of the Galaxy. I think are the big standout titles here. But there's some other games that look really cool too, man. Some of the even that 2D one that was like I forget the name of it, but it looks like Water World, and it's like an indie kind of 2D title. But you're on like a, a boat on a planet where the entire planet is flooded, and it just looked cool. It looked imaginative and different. There's like a beat 'em up game that I forget the name of right now too. That was like a yeah, kind of medieval beat up orcs sort of uh, 2D side scrolling game. So there's lots of fun stuff in different genres. We got racing, uh, Formula One 2021 or whatever it is, is on there. And even, even I should have mentioned this first because we all know this is the real blockbuster title of the month Lawn Mower Simulator. <laughs> yeah, I saw real. that authentic lawnmowers you can get deep into running your own lawnmower business i was, i'm actually quite shocked at how popular such. those games are though like as like as big of a meme like but they're pretty fucking yeah, popular I, they, they... Dude, all those, you know what those games are funny for too, I find is content creators, like a lot of streamers and people on Twitch, uh, YouTube channels will look at these ridiculous games like that, where, you know, like PC Maker Simulator, Lawnmower Simulator, I've seen like Thief Simulator, Drug Dealer Simulator, there's a lot of really ridiculous simulator games out there, yeah. uh, and some of these are, they make for really entertaining content, frankly, uh, and I could see Lawnmower Simulator being a riot to at least make a few funny let's play videos out of so like who knows maybe maybe you'll see some j retro lawn mowing content in the future bring it up man i had a friend oh, and he used to love driving simulators and then it would literally be like a simulator of driving from like one spot to the other and it was a for real eight hour drive and he would do yeah, it and i'm just like that's mental like i just don't do that in grand theft auto where you just obey all the traffic laws I used to do that you, when you I played drive like you're actually driving. I find it entertaining in certain missions and stuff. Yeah, because you'll, it's like I'm picking up a mob boss and driving him to his villa. I wouldn't be running over pedestrians and shit. I'm trying to impress this guy. Right. And you don't so want to get be, killed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'll chauffeur my way over there. Right. Whereas, you know, obviously other times you're just ripping around doing hilarious shit in Grand Theft Auto. But I always find those moments funny where you like you like wait at the stoplight. You're like, all right, I'm going to turn left. Oh, wait, there's someone on the crosswalk. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Okay, so also before we started today, because I had a little bit of time, um, I finished up uh, this online course, and I also uh, I also platinumed Elden Ring for a second time because I... Cause it's I got because it gives you the PS4 version and the PS5 version and your trophies don't we transfer. discuss this yes. yeah yeah so I was like well I can't live in a world where there's a version of it where I don't have the platinum so so having platinumed both editions now and and therefore not having just done a brief comparison would you still attest that you personally think the PS5 version of the game is the better experience versus playing the PS4 version on the PS5, which some people argued would be a smoother frame rate and therefore superior. Yeah, I still I still stand with my previous statement. Like the PS5 version mm -hmm. is the best version because the loss in fidelity 
is noticeable and the like dropping from 60 frames to 57 frames is not very like you, you don't catch it like you're just like maybe you notice it a little bit but like it's not enough to like take you out of the immersion yeah, whereas totally. the like the two percent increase in stability of frame rate but the loss of fidelity you notice that more yeah no and that makes total sense to me man like i think like we talked a bit about that last week i think yeah. if it was like if we were talking a 30 to 60 fps leap or something then i think i would totally go Even with a the 10. ps4 version yeah right yeah but like a two or three frames dropping here or there like who gives a shit yeah. and there's way more popping on the ps4 version because <clears throat> it's it doesn't have like, I don't know, you can't load in assets as quickly on the PS4 version. So I guess it does, just doesn't, even if you have a PS5. So, like, you'll be going through the terrain and then you'll see a lot of, like, the assets just start to pop in. Like, oh, yeah, it'll be. Uh, and then that is a little bit jarring. But, like, you quickly get over it. But, yeah, like, after doing both. I'm like playing I, Breath of the Wild, man. Like, the Switch can't have all that stuff out there in the distance. Exactly. Um. But okay, another thing I wanted to bring up is because I did have a little bit of time. I downloaded Guardians of the Galaxy and I started playing okay. it because right. a previous guest that we had on, Bryn, uh, was going on about how great it was. And I was like, these controls fucking feel like um, Outrider. And <laughs> and then mm. I looked up to see if it was the same because I know it was Square Enix, but it was like one of their subsidiaries that did mm -hmm. uh, Outriders. Um, I didn't like the controls. I was like, these controls just feel a little bit off. And it's a nice looking game. And I have the Series S, which I think it's it's a unlocked frame rate, but it's not locked at 60, even at 1080p. So mm. I'd be interested to hear how you think of it because you'll be playing it on your Series X. Is it available on your on PC Game Pass? I don't know, but I would probably play that game on the Series X versus PC because I feel like it's a game I'll probably play with a controller. Okay, so um, I'm interested yeah. to, see, to hear how you feel because um, I didn't really notice a performance hit like because I've heard from a lot of people saying it struggles to hit 60 FPS on the Series S, but none of that was bothering me. For me, it was just the type of game that it was. And I was just yeah. like, okay, I see the appeal of this. It's just not my type of game because it's one of those games where... Um, there's like a lot of like witty banter between you and the other characters because it's Guardians yeah, of the Galaxy, of right? And yeah. but there's parts where like you have to wait for the dialogue to finish before mm. you could do the next thing. So like you'll run to a door and the door is locked and you have to go through a little cubby hole and you're like you go there and you're like oh the door won't open oh there's a cubby hole I probably have to go through there and you can't interact with it until the other character finishes saying what they're saying and you're just like. And then you got to wait and then it'll be like, oh, we need to find an alternate way to get through this place. And then it's like, I know that I'm standing in front of the cubby hole right now. So, yeah, I know that kind of game annoys me. But I don't know I'd like to I'd like to hear uh, a non soul snob. Uh, yeah, for <laughs> sure. I'll play through it like I, I love a good comic book inspired game. I'm told it's good. Guardians doesn't mean as much to me as like Spider-Man or Batman, but I definitely enjoyed the movies. I enjoy that comic book franchise. 
And so, yeah, the game got really good reviews. I've had buddies who really enjoyed it. I'm interested to dig into it. I was happy to see it come to Game Pass for sure, because it was a game I I thought about spending money on. Uh, Not that I won't in the long run, right? Like I said, who knows? Maybe I'll buy it while the 20% discount is on. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I'm interested to give it a whirl. Because I knew there was like, wasn't there another Guardians of the Galaxy game that was on? Because I didn't even know it was out on Xbox. I thought it was like only on PlayStation, this version of it. And I then there was like, so. it was cross platform. It's just that the PlayStation one obviously has more like control enhancements, but weird. But yeah, no, it was just that was a nice thing that I saw on Game Pass. I was like, oh, that's a good, yeah. that's a good thing to throw on Game Pass for sure. Absolutely. But um, I don't know. Like other than this, what are there any other games that you would recommend to people for this month? Yeah, absolutely. Like I think like right now, personally. I am getting really back deep into NBA 2K22 mm-hmm. right now. I think it's a blasty blast. I think it's a good time to get into that game if you haven't already. The online season stuff going on right now is pretty fun. And there's a lot of great cards available in my team and stuff. So if you're into 2K, I, I really just have to emphasize that this is the best the on-court actual basketball has been in that game since about at least 2016. Uh, So if you've been holding off on it, because I know the, especially the next gen version of 2K21 was a bit of a hot mess last year. Uh, Just take it from me that 2K22 really corrected a lot of the problems with 2K21. I still have my criticisms. I think the city is way too big. I shouldn't have to skateboard or run for that long just to get to like the practice gym that I have to visit before every game and stuff like that. It's, it's absolutely obnoxious and it does feel like it's specifically like it's so big for two reasons. One, they're on a next generation of consoles and they're just flexing and they're just like, look how big we can make the city now. And the other thing though, is that it feels like it's built to specifically be a time sink on purpose because of that. I'm like, you just want me to be in the city for longer. You just want me to be playing 2k for longer. And the longer it takes me to get places, the more I'm playing 2k. I honestly feel like that's part of it. They're like, every minute you're here is another minute. You might buy a loot box. Uh, But with that being said, for all my criticisms that I always have of uh, NBA 2K for being extremely loot box heavy and stuff, I've been having a blast with the game, just going no money spent, grinding it out and uh, yeah, having a blasty blast. So that's a game that I would definitely suggest people pick up right now. Um, I would suggest that people give Cyberpunk a try for sure. Ever since that 1.5 patch, I think it's definitely worth Isn't today the last day that you could get the free trial? You might be correct. If that is correct, then that's definitely another added incentive. Go get in on that free trial while it exists. Uh, don't just take my word for it. Go experience it for yourself. But if you have one of the next generation of consoles or a relatively decent gaming PC, uh, it even runs great on my PC, and I only have like a 1650, right? So it uh, still looks great, even running at like low, medium settings. The game looks fantastic on PC. So I really suggest going and playing it. It's a fun game. I think the storyline's great. I think the controls are really, really good. And just a lot of the tweaks that they made, just the way the skill tree works. How's the gunplay in the game? It's so much better since that patch. It was decent anyway. It was Mm. already so much better than any Fallout game, I would say, right? Like, Fallout, my criticism was always, this just feels like Skyrim with guns, and the gun complay as a 
the gun combat play as a result just felt super clunky and like out of place because they clearly just took Skyrim's engine and put guns in it. And so yeah. it just all felt like it didn't really belong there. Whereas like cyberpunk, I would compare it more to something like mass effect, which did a great job with the RPG stuff, but also the shooter gameplay was just super tight and felt like a shooter and felt like if this game was just a shooter, it would still be worth playing. And so to me, Cyberpunk feels that way now, where the RPG elements of the game are great. The skill tree is great. I love all the techie hacky stuff that your character can do. I think it makes the game really interesting. Uh, but definitely the gunplay itself. Uh, the first night I played it after that 1.5 patch I d dropped, I was just like, oh, God damn. Yeah, like this is a really satisfying <laughs> oh. shooter now. Oh, fucking I like what you did. Um, and speaking of 1.5 patches, I'll do three. So my, my final suggestion as far as another game that people should go give a try right now, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, the Ragnarok DLC just dropped and I believe is getting decent reviews. Uh, but more importantly, prior to the Ragnarok DLC, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla got a giant 1.5 patch, which was a lot less talked about than the Cyberpunk one, obviously, because Valhalla wasn't as big of a piece of junk at launch. But the game had had a number of bugs. There was definitely, you know, tons of examples of bugs online at launch and stuff. They've done a great job of patching that stuff out over time. Uh, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is still my favorite launch title that came out with uh, the new consoles, right? So uh, it was one of the first games that I bought right when I bought the Series X. I'm about 40 hours in. It is a game that I constantly like play for a while and then I put it on the shelf and then I come back to it because I play so many freaking things. Uh, but it's honestly, it was such a good game. I had finished the Witcher three and I was like, what the hell do I do with my life? Because I loved <laughs> the Witcher three so much. And I bought Valhalla and I, within a few hours of playing it, I was like, oh my God, this is so much like the Witcher three, but there are a bunch of things that make it different and unique and awesome as well. And I just think it's really a worthwhile experience uh, to go give a try. So go hey, grab it kudos now. Kudos for supporting that game. The game's over a year old and like they're still patching it and like adding <clears throat> shit to it. So I think that's pretty something to celebrate. Man, people love to give Ubisoft shit. Like Ubisoft is one of like gaming's favorite, you know, whipping horses these days, it seems. Uh, and frankly, like, I think they do a great job supporting a lot of their products like that. Like they've, they've done a lot of content for Valhalla. It is not being as loot box heavy as they used to do. They do a great job of having extra free content and quests and various stuff that they add. Uh, I think the new Far Cry, Far Cry 6, which I got is easily the best Far Cry in a little while. It's definitely superior to five, at least. Uh, it's probably my favorite Far Cry story ever. So like, and people gave them a lot of shit for Far Cry stories not being that engaging. So I just think it's funny because it's like, it seems like every time somebody makes a complaint to Ubisoft, like listens and does something about it, but then they never get praise. No one's ever like, yeah, thanks for like listening and making a really good story in a Far Cry game because we bitched that stories weren't good enough. Instead, the review will just be like, uh, the world is just another open Ubisoft world and the whole game just feels very samey. Um, and I find that weird because it's like that has become the primary uh, criticism is that Ubisoft just makes samey open world games. 
but I sort of feel like that's just a microcosm of the greater problem that we've talked about before, where the industry just seems to think that everything needs to be an open world game now. Yeah. So I'm like, you can't get mad at Ubisoft for that. They're just making what sells and what sells is where the money is. Like, they're just like, that's where the money is. We want to get some of that money. It's funny that you bring that up because this is something that I kind of made a video about and I thought was funny. And people made this mock-up. I'm going to throw it up on the screen here. And it's, if Ubisoft made Elden Ring. And so so here it is right here. (laughs) And this picture makes me want to vomit a little bit. But it's like, it's (laughs) 100% how that game would look if like i i would i wouldn't just yeah. i'm not gonna just like throw it on ubisoft i'm gonna say any north american developer if any north american developer made it it would look like this fucking atrocious mess here and again it's hard to shit on the developer because it's just it's the fad right now it's like it's kind of like when let's throw in a metal term here it's kind of like when mashuga released bleed and then after that, every band wanted to be Mashuga. Or yeah. like when Deftones went big with uh, I can't whatever album, and then everyone wanted to be Deftones. And it's just For like the last few years it's been architects, right? Like every modern metalcore band just kind of sounds like architects. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, that's that's the new hotness right now, and that's just yep. where things are, and that's how they would do a take on that. But um no, I think those are all solid recommendations. Um, I've got a few. So obviously, yeah, Elden man, Ring. Lay them on me. Let's just get that out of the way. Elden Ring. Shocking. It's Shocking. not going to be Elden Ring three times. But definitely, um, I want to say this to people who have never played a Souls game. Uh, this game does have a lot of mechanics into it that are very welcoming to people that have never played a Souls game. But this game is fucking hard. So... They did not make it easier. It's still that's part of their their shtick is these games are challenging and it's going to be a challenge. There are things that you can do to make it easier for yourself. And I 100 uh, percent encourage you to do so. Don't let some fucking sweaty giga chad tell you that you're not playing the game right because you're doing so and so that makes it easier. Fucking make it easier for yourself. Like platinuming this game twice uh, the second time through, I just wanted to get through certain parts, so I totally took the most cheesy fucking OP weapons and used those against bosses that are really fucking hard. And I was like, I enjoyed the challenge the first and second and third time, but now that I'm on my fourth time, I kind of just I want the trophy so I can brag. Okay, so I'm just gonna do this part. Um, it's an incredible game. It's so massive. It's overwhelming because. It doesn't hold your hand, and I'm sure you would probably get frustrated at a few points because you're kind of like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? And, like, there's this one key. There's a key that you need to get into a place. And, like, nowhere it tells, like, there's a few NPCs who are like, yeah, like, this is that place that you probably need to go to. You need a key to get in there. And then they're just like, go find the key. And then you're like, where do I look? And then they're like, figure out you dumb fuck and you're just like cool and it's like totally hidden and it's obtuse like where it is it's it would the- legit be like you're done <laughs> yeah, you, you would be <laughs> like and you're done you're done you're done like yeah. i got other no. games i gotta play um I'm time for this shit 
Yeah. So like, <laughs> I remember like going through, and then like when I finally found it, and I was like, "Why? What the fuck? Who? Like, who would have thought to look there?" Um, but I don't want to ruin it for anybody. But you know definitely... what I actually do is I would just like watch a YouTube tutorial for exactly. that one five minute part. I've done that in Valhalla a few times. There was a part like that in Valhalla just a couple days ago where I was like. Who in their fucking mind would have thought to look over here for this? You yeah. Know? So it's like, yep, yeah, no, that's just RPGs, man. Yeah. And what I do want to say, though, is like you're going to have moments like that where you're like, I need to look this up. And that's fine. Be OK with that. Like, just be OK with the fact that, like, you're either going to pull your hair out, like combing over each pixel of the map or go on YouTube for five minutes and then figure that part out and then move on. Um, I still think you'll have an amazing time. There is so much to do in that game. You don't have to do all of it. Like you can just follow the main story path and then you can have an incredible time. There's still so much there. Uh, there's a lot of shit to get into that is not necessary. It's all optional. So if you run into the, if you're following the storyline and you run into a boss and you're like, I'm getting fucking stomped. This is not fun. That's what all of that optional shit is for, is for you to go out there, clear a bunch of optional areas out, and then you just, like, you level up, and you just go back to that boss that was giving you trouble, and you're like, wow, I fucking stomped them out. Fun. And then, but you don't have to do all that stuff. And a lot of people get overwhelmed because they think they have to. And it's like, nope, you don't have to. You could skip a lot of that shit. You could just run past it. Just play it like you would in real life. If you saw a big dragon and you didn't want to fight it, you just run away. You don't have to be like, okay, well, I'll just go fight him with my stick. It's like, no, don't. Yeah, Why give yourself a hard time? So Elden Ring obviously is my number one recommendation. My number two recommendation is with the announcement of the Returnal DLC, get Returnal. It's I think it's on sale right now. It's an awesome third-person shooter game. Uh, the gameplay is so fluid and awesome. And now that you can co-op with somebody and play the campaign co-op, fucking do it you have no excuse like you'll like it's a good time um i think you'll have a i think making it co-op will make it so rad and like available to a lot of people because i think that was the biggest barrier was one it was just not forgiving to the type of player who doesn't have that much time to dedicate to one game and i think that is a valid criticism and two the difficulty of losing all of your shit every time you died, I think was a little much for a lot of people. So being able to share that burden with a friend, I think will make it way more approachable and way more fun. And I kind of wish that uh, we could get this uh, fucking channel to pop off so I could get Jay Retro a PS5 and we could fucking co-op that shit. Um, so Elden Ring, Returnal. Uh, my next recommendation, I would have to say maybe Dying Light 2. I'm oh, hearing wow. it's got uh, a new I've heard this from a few people that it's got a new parkour mode that is coming out. And then so you can like, I don't know, like challenge people to parkour. And I think that's hilarious. But um, I might definitely try it out, but I've got other games in my backlog that I have to get through first that I definitely will be playing. Well, I know I know Bryn would uh, endorse that choice. I think he was enjoying Dying Light. So, yeah, other than like that, I don't have anything like I know, like I know I'm a PlayStation person, but like and I know I should be pushing like Horizon Forbidden West or like Gran Turismo 7. I don't I don't play those games, so I can't. Yeah, really, man shit on them and i kind of got into a big uh another big twitter beef 
because a person that I respect was like talking mad shit about Elden Ring. And I was like, I was like, have you played it? And they're like, well, no. And I'm like, then why are you talking shit? Like, I'm just like, what's, what's, where's the beef? And I don't, maybe you can share this, like share a perspective on this as a third party. But I feel like as an Elden Ring fan, as a From Software fanboy, because it released so close to Horizon Forbidden West, that a bunch of Horizon Forbidden West fans are a little bit butthurt that this other game has taken away some of their thunder. And I can see that. And be, the result of that is they're like they're talking shit about it because it's so it's it's so successful. It's having a, like it's probably the most amazing story for a developer. This tiny little company in Japan like who's been a nothing in the like in the gaming scene like dark souls is such a small corner of the gaming scene i'd say it's the biggest one since the witcher 3 right which was a very similar situation where it was just a nobody little eastern european company or whatever right and then they just popped off all of a sudden with this one great game yeah exactly and like i'm just so happy for them like elden ring has sold already more than 10 million copies like and that's just on PC, so we're not talking about the PlayStation sales or the Xbox sales. So, oh, wow. like over ten million copies, all of Dark Souls three that has been out for six years now has just sold ten million copies. Like after six years, so to have your newest game completely take over the sales of your last most successful game in like its first two weeks, that is huge it's huge like it's fucking it's fucking massive um and horizon forbidden west doesn't need any help they got sony backing them and they're gonna sell 20 million copies so it's like who cares if this tiny little company from japan is is seeing some success well what i was gonna say is that when it comes to this this is similar to how battlefield was like oh our launch wasn't good because of halo and it's like, no, your launch wasn't good because your game wasn't good. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, Halo was really good, I'm sure it didn't help. And yes, like launching on a day when there's competition does make things tougher. Yes. Yeah. You know, going head to head is always tougher. It's like when wrestling was from both companies on Monday night. Right. Like it's like, yeah, now you're really going up against the competition. But at the end of the day, the responsibility falls back on you as the developer then to make a more fucking interesting product. You can't get mad at Halo for Jack and the players. You got to make a game better than Halo. That's your job, right? And so obviously it's not the fans job, but I have a similar attitude. Like the fans are like, oh, this game is distracting from this other game we care about. I'm like, don't be mad at Elden Ringer from software. Be mad at whoever made Horizon Forbidden West that they didn't make a game interesting enough to steal the spotlight. Yeah, that's straight up what it is. And I feel like it was one of those things that made me really happy because I was kind of expecting Elden Ring to come out and like all of the hype to just immediately die. And then people Mm. be like, okay, like, great. It was another Dark Souls game. And then immediately go back to Horizon Forbidden West. But that didn't happen. Like people are like discovering this game. It's getting so many new people who have never played a Souls game before and they're loving it. And they're loving, like, the approach that they took to it because I kind of feel like 
we're at this tail end where, like you said, don't blame Ubisoft. Ubisoft just went where the fucking money was. And that formula, the open world formula that a lot of us have been sick of for years is kind of fucking played out. And I feel like Horizon Forbidden West, I haven't played it yet, so I can't say this with like true justification, but I feel like that game is a lot of what's already been tread. So it's this very heavy story game set in this open world, in the same open world that we've seen so many times already. Um, And I feel like people are done with that. They're kind of just like, they're over it. And that's why Elden Ring seems so fresh to them. Because it was like, wow, okay, this game just fucking threw me into it. And there wasn't like a big story that I had to watch on like this huge cutscene and like all of this dialogue and stuff. I just, I'm supposed to just play and have fun. And I feel like that's what's happening right now. And that's really cool. And I was and like, that's kind of what got me into this Twitter war was like somebody made a post and they were like, wow, Elden Ring setting the standard for open world games. And then somebody was like, wrote this huge shit list and was like, how are they setting the standard? Like, and they just wrote all these like, they're like, this has been done. This has been done. This is. And, and I was like, bro. That person made a post, and they're not saying that Elden Ring sets the standard for open world games, and it's in, like, and that's the only standard that there is. It's saying that it did set a standard. It's like you can have like more than one game set standards for things, and I was just really shocked that there's just so much backlash from these people that like Horizon Forbidden West, and I just don't understand it. I think that. Uh, you know, like even with the increase in popularity, there's always going to be a group of people that from software games just like aren't for. Exactly. I don't know why they need to be bitter about that. Um, but I like I definitely would wager that I don't think you're entirely correct in saying that people are just done with the other model, like with the the model that I would call like the Witcher 3 or the Red Dead Redemption 2 model. I think we'll continue to see open world games in that vein and i think that they'll continue to do really really well i think we'll continue to see a lot of story and narrative driven games that do really really well and i think there's a lot of people out there that enjoy having a story and a bunch of dialogue in their games like red dead redemption 2 is kind of like a playable movie and it did incredibly well let me rephrase myself then i want to i I do think that if i can just finish my thought uh that what it is is that it's a breath of fresh air still yes in the sense that it sets itself apart from that trend and i think that in a way what i can compare it to is actually retro gaming because i heard someone describe once that that was why people still love the super nintendo sega genesis yeah we talked about this yeah air of gaming so much is because those games don't have a giant tutorial they don't have a lot of story or dialogue they don't have a lot of distraction from you just kind of picking up the game and 10 seconds later you're doing stuff and having fun and yeah. you're if you're it's a space it's a shooter game you're like cool now i'm in a plane i'm flying around i'm blowing shit up i get it okay this one's my gun this one's my bomb all right we're good uh sonic the hedgehog cool i run to the right really fast this jumps oh look i can do a spinny thing okay we're good now right um they're very accessible they're very pick up and play uh and they're about just kind of getting you into the action as quickly as possible and they let the gameplay loop of that action 
be what addicts you and makes you want to sit there and play it for a bunch of hours in a row. And so I think, you know, that's a, a similar tactic here with Elden Ring, where it's more about the gameplay loop. It's more about enjoying the style of combat and just kind of doing things. Um, so, yeah, I think kudos to them for, for providing something that was like a welcome breath of fresh air uh, to the industry and especially to the open world RPG genre. Um, I do think, though, that I question things like 10 out of 10 reviews always because I'm like, there's problems with everything. Like nothing's actually perfect. It weirds me out when things get 10 out of 10s. I don't know whether I think nothing should ever get a 10 out of 10. But yeah, I don't know. I'm like, there's there, there's problems with everything. I agree um, with you with that. Like, yeah, I, was, I, I, yeah. I think like it would have to be like, I don't know. It would have to be like a very, I, I don't even know if a 10 out of 10 exists. Cause like, it's just like, like right. perfection is, is different for everybody. But I do want to clarify something really quickly here. Uh, when I say that people are done, I'm going to rephrase that. So I know that the majority of the mainstream gaming audience the majority, the people that pay the bills that sell millions and millions of copies are always going to prefer that type of heavy story driven game. And just the way that that formula is, that formula will always be super successful and it'll always have that large chunk. What I'm saying is that there are a lot of people in the niche and maybe who were kind of on that edge, who were kind of like they lumped themselves in with the gaming mainstream. And then they were kind of like, oh, I'm kind of getting tired of this. And then they realized, oh, I really like this thing over here that's in this niche pocket. And that's kind of what I was getting at. Like there's yeah. like those like The Witcher 3, God of War, Ragnarok. Those games are always going to be fucking ma blockbuster, massive successes. Um but yeah, I do. I, I do agree with the rest. I will say, um, Elden Ring does deserve criticism in a few places. So, and then because people they were like, anytime like anyone talks bad about Elden Ring, like you get upset and like because you just you won't admit that there's anything wrong with it. I'm like, actually, I do have actually valid criticisms because I fucking played the game. So here are my criticisms. One, the PC performance issues are bullshit. That's not acceptable. Even if you're a small developer from Japan, you've had bad PC ports forever. Get it fixed. Like work with the third. We talked about this last week. Work with the third party. However, you got to fix it. Get it fixed because that's just the fact that people who have a 3090 are having frame drops with this yeah, game. Ridiculous. Unacceptable. Okay. Yeah. I'll admit that. Um, there are certain enemies in this game that have the most bullshit uh, tracking with their attacks. It's atrocious. Like uh, Souls games are notorious for like dogs being the worst enemies. Uh, there's a new worst enemy and it's they're birds. They're the worst. Like they like you will jump to ev evade them. They will just like they'll hit you no matter how you jump or how you dodge. They'll fucking hit you and, it, and they do massive damage and you're just like fucking birds um that's bullshit um another thing that i didn't like especially for this game that's supposed to appeal to a new audience or people that haven't played these souls games before uh the most weapons use a certain type of upgrade material the weapons require way too many upgrade materials and normally in these games you could upgrade your weapon to a maximum of plus 10 and it required, I think, three different types of upgrade materials. There's like uh, regular and then there was large and then there was chunks. And then there was like the 
the one thing that you need to make the maximum spec'd out. Now you need, like, you go up to plus 24, and, like, the amount of upgrade materials is atrocious. So for each upgrade material type, you need, um, I think it's, like, two, four, and six. So it'll be, like, oh, wow. upgrade upgrade stone, level one. And so you need two of them, four of them, and six of them. So, you like, that's insane. <clears throat> so 12 of each, and there's nine there's nine different levels, and you need nine of each of them. So, fuck. Uh, it's good that you can find them in certain places, but, f- again, if you're trying to approach that larger audience, no bueno. That's too many. Um, what was another uh, criticism that I had? There is a mechanic in the game that is not explained to you. And it's a real shame because uh, it massively boosts your attributes, but you have to know, like, after you kill a major boss, you get this item, and it does nothing. You have to go to a tower to activate the item, then you have to equip that item, then there's a consumable item you have to use to be able to engage the, the boost. And they don't explain that. So a lot of people were like, I don't know what this item is, and they just sell it for the currency in the game, and then you're just like, you're like, okay, the game was, is a lot easier if you use this, but they don't ex- they don't explain that, so that's something that could they need criticism on. But those are my legit criticisms. Other than that, the game's awesome. The game's great. There you go. <laughs> and I've talked about Elden Ring for another extended period of time on the I, I appreciate your ability to criticize your favorite game though that's good yeah like i feel like that's important like i feel like that was my biggest gripe was not that this person said something negative about they didn't even say it they retweeted somebody's tweet and then right. i was just like why are you sharing this when you haven't even played the game um i feel like if you haven't played the game your only response should be, I haven't played that game, so I don't have an opinion of it. Or you could say, I feel like blank. Yeah, it's like when people say, if you don't vote, don't bitch about what the government's doing. Right? Exactly. It's like, you didn't you didn't go participate. You don't get to have an opinion. Yeah. And it yeah. was kind of like when Jay Retro, when you kind of like checked me and put me in my place when I used to shit on Xbox, and you're like, do you even fucking have an Xbox? And I was like, No. Do you even have Game Pass? Also, no. And it's like, then what are you talking about, bruh? And it's like, yeah, touche, touche. Yeah, right. It's like I wouldn't sit there and be like, you know, like Netflix is a garbage service if I if I had never, ever subscribed to Netflix. Right. It's like, well, you know, get it. Try it out for a month or two. If you still think Game Pass is dog shit, then I will, you know, be like, hey, I don't agree but you have every right to have that opinion because you gave it a whirly whirl and it wasn't for you. Right. Exactly. And that's why like when, like I would never go out and be like for horizon forbidden West is a shitty game because I've never played it. And hundred percent, I will rip on ghost of Tsushima because I played that game. Yeah. I played it sarcastically and I hated every minute of it, but I forced myself to, to beat it just so I could rip on it. And I feel, I feel like criticism requires, that much dedication if you want to be able to have a hot take 
on whatever. Like, I agree, right? Like, I didn't finish Doom Eternal, but I gave it a bunch of hours of my life. I feel like you, you know? played enough I, to, like, I played be able- enough of it to have an opinion. And I played all, I finished Doom 2016, and there was even lots of aspects of Doom 2016 that I was highly critical of. Yeah. So I think, you know, that's a series that I always point to as the thing. It's exactly that. I'm like, hey, I'm not just dragging Doom because I'm a dick and I want to shit on something that all these other people love. I just genuinely had a really unenjoyable experience experience playing doom eternal i was just not having fun right yeah. and i can just honestly appraise that and be like yeah i'm glad that so many people loved that game and that it was like so many people's like favorite shooter in two decades or something and i'm just like yeah i kind of thought it was dog shit but like i'm allowed <laughs> to have that take because i sure gave it a try you know so yeah there's only so many bars that i could swing on before i'm like you're done i'm done like yeah. it's just- <laughs> you're done this is not what I asked for. Oh, in this know, level, I have to swing on the bars and then have the jet of air push me to the other bar at the exact right moment so I could swing on that and do the same. Uh, no, you're done. Uninstalled. <laughs> I, I thought I was here to shoot demons in the face. Why do I feel like I'm playing first person perspective Rayman Legends right now? Like, yeah, no, you're done. You're you know done. what? That's another topic That's to, to like get into is just like, I feel like there's so much pressure in these developers to add like a false sense of variety because they're like mm. we're doing too much of the one thing and it's like well that that's what we came for we wanted to blow demons in the face with a fireball while some metal was playing and it's like we like we're fine doing that over and yeah. over I remember when my buddy originally suggested to me that I played Doom 2016 because mm-hmm. it, it had been a few years since it came out. I was like, oh, yeah, I actually never got around to it. It looked pretty good. He's like, oh, you should play it. You'd love it. The soundtrack is super metal. You're blowing demons up. It's really gory. And he literally was like, the only real criticism I have of it is that at times the gameplay loop does feel extremely repetitive because you're kind of just running in a circle blowing up demons the whole game. And I was like, it sounds like a good time to me. And the only parts of Doom 2016 that I didn't like were the parts where I wasn't doing that. And yeah. then Doom Eternal, they added more of those parts. They were like, yeah, like people said 2016 was a little samey. So what we're going to do is we're going to break it up by adding more of these fucking platforming segments. And I was like, no, like break it up with something else. And to me, I'm like, that's where tasteful amounts of cinematics and dialogue or even segments where I'm maybe just like walking through a section of the base and it's just there for atmosphere. Right. And I'm seeing maybe the, the aftermath of some shit that went down and it's sort of just like a tour through that section while they're building tension and then a fight breaks back out. Right. So I think there's so many other ways that you could have paced the game and not had it all feel just like all I do is shoot demons and told a bit more of a story even as you did it without being like, oh, the solution is to have me jump from a bunch of platforms to platforms and look for glowing green lights on things so that I know where to jump. But like there were a lot of people probably who I guess didn't hate that mechanic because obviously the game was very beloved by many, right? So Yeah, I but I agree. Like, it's I'm with you on that. Like, I feel like that's the fucking dumbest thing that you could do is add a bunch of shitty platforming to your shooter game. It's just like I didn't come here to like uniquely climb a bunch of different platforms in hopes to get like a level up. And it's like, no, like I don't want to do that. Like I like if you had like 
don't know, an area that looked like you couldn't make a jump. And, like, you're like, I wonder if I could make that. And then you could just, like, just barely make it. And you get, like, some rad item. It's like, that's neat every once in a while. And it's like, but, yeah, like. Yeah, like, Halo has shit like that. Most shooters have shit like that where you're like, oh, I found the hidden area. And, like, yeah. I get this cool gun or this cool armor or something. But, like, don't make that one of the main mechanics of the goddamn game that I have yeah. to figure out all these weird jumps all the time just to progress to the next firefight, right? And it's yeah. like, no, I paid the price of admission to shoot demons that's what was on the cover when i bought the <laughs> ticket all right that's let that me yeah. shoot the demons tell Put me the where Doom the demons are on, and i just <laughs> want to like blow up some demons brah like make it happen 100%. it was funny well, like i don't want to go into it too much because i've talked about it enough but one of the criticisms that someone brought up about elden ring like not being like like anything innovative was they're like there's no hunger mechanic and i was like that's the shittiest thing that's in open world games when like, oh, in the middle of everything, you're like, oh, my character's hungry. I got to stop what I'm doing to like go hunt like some stupid animal to make some food. I'm like, that's dumb. And then I don't need a hunger mechanic. I, I get it when like food gives you health, like in yes. The Witcher or any of those games, right? You have healing potions, but then you could also just like eat a block of cheese. And like, yeah, that makes sense to me to eat food for health. Elden Ring but has having it be its whole separate own mechanic where I have to cook three meals a day for my imaginary person. No, I have to do that shit in real life. Yeah. Like that would to like, yeah. Like imagine like, okay, I got the, I got the maxed out sword. I got all this cool armor. I'm ready for the boss. And like, you're going up there and it's like, your character's hungry. And you're like, I want to go fight the boss. I just amped myself up for this. And it's like, no, you're hungry. You needed to go do that. Like you know I would I have to say to anybody that is mad that mechanic isn't in Elden Ring, go play The Sims and shut the fuck up. Yeah, go play Sims, bitch. Go and play then, Sims. If you want to babysit imaginary Tamagotchi children all day, just go play The Sims. Like, who cares? What's your thought? I think I think it corresponds with what you just shared. But like, I wonder if you feel the same way that I do. What's your feelings on climbing in games? Hmm. Um. I don't hate it when it's done well. Like, I think the Assassin's Creed games make climbing actually enjoyable because it's all so, like, fluid. And you're just like, oh, I'm going to climb to the top of this mountain. Boop, 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 boop. It's all happening really quickly. Um, it's annoying as shit in Zelda Breath of the Wild. It takes so fucking long to climb up walls. Yeah. And little Link is like, eh, eh, eh and then you're like oh maybe i can jump to make it faster and it's like nope that uses three times as much stamina now you don't have enough stamina to climb the wall you fell to the bottom and lost two health hearts eat these fucking apples and climb all the way back up again little bitch link and i'm like this is fucking annoying as shit i just want to progress but like yeah like the witcher or assassin's creed or various other games i think have incorporated climbing in ways where it hasn't annoyed the shit out of me so i think it really depends on the approach to the climbing gameplay by whoever made the game yeah so that's that's my same thought too like so it and it's amazing that you brought up that breath of the wild uh example because yeah like in games like that where it's like you can just naturally get to the top of an area if you just run there or like maybe you find some other way there but the game also throws in their shitty climbing mechanic where it's like yeah you could scale this uh same um like image file that they use to identify climbing areas and it's like 
and then it's like Ugh, and like your character like does all that dramatic like i'm climbing animation and you're like fuck that it's that's the dumbest thing ever and yeah there isn't any of that in Elden Ring. There's ladders. So if you need to climb up, you can either use the new jump button and you can jump and you can platform in unique ways or you can just climb the ladder. Cool. The Witcher 3 was usually like that, right? There was ladders. There was you like jumping up to a ledge, right? Yeah. And just being like, oh, and pulling yourself up like most games like Tomb Raider always had and shit. But there wasn't like scaling walls. But yeah. then I, as, a, as an example, like I said, like Valhalla has tons of climbing and it never annoys me because the climbing's awesome. You pretty much just hold the A button and point up and he'll like magically scale the walls super quickly and do a bunch of cool leapy animations. And it makes you feel like you're a badass you're like yeah parkour my way up that wall because i'm like a sick assassin <laughs> but like yeah so i think it, yeah it just really depends on how it's incorporated into the game in valhalla climbing is like one of the funner mechanics in the game in breath of the wild it pretty much makes me want to remove my eyeballs with a melon baller so. yeah like i just like i found this person's list of grievances like hilarious like i was just like okay like i don't know what type of games you play but that is a shitty take. And what made me upset, truthfully, why I'm salty about it, is because I just looked up and they had a YouTube channel and they had way more subscribers than I do. And I was just like, that makes me mad that like somebody who is that uneducated about gaming is just like crushing it with the same kind of people. And I'm just like, just talking shit, not even playing the game. Exactly. You know? And I'm just like, wow. I'm... And then what did I write? I was just like, I was like, wow, I'm like, these are some hot takes. And I was like, I'm happy for all of your success. And then I just, and that was my reply. I was like, yeah, good for you. Very bro. big of you. Very big. Um, all right. Well, I want to go, actually, oh no, we missed one here. Okay. So this next topic here, I don't really feel like it was much to mention, but a lot of people have been bringing this up. Bringing this up. Xbox wants to get to a point where there's a steady flow of great games. Uh, Phil Spencer and I felt like that was just like yeah I think everyone wants to be there like yeah that. I love that you had that reaction too because this is another one of those ones where I was like this sort of feels like a news article someone wrote to meet their quota for the week where they needed to turn in an Xbox related article and then they heard Phil Spencer say anything and they were like I'll write an article about that but I just think it's sort of like you know they go on to talk about like the last year was huge for xbox we had some really big first party releases from them we had flight simulator halo forza all these games do really really well for them uh psychonauts 2 which i always forget about because i don't give a shit about psychonauts but lots of people loved it age of empires supposed to be really really good as well nice to see that series return to prominence so it was a big year for Microsoft as a developer. 2022 looks a little colder. We got Starfield, which I know obviously a huge one. So at least if you're going to have some games, at least the games we do have are pretty, pretty big. And then Redfall, which I'm pretty sure is the one where it's like a vampire post-apocalyptic world. I might be confusing hmm. it with a different game, but I think that's which one Redfall was. I, I, if, I, if I'm correct about which game Redfall is, I thought that game actually looked pretty cool when they showed it back at the like uh xbox showcase where they showed off like all the titles they were working on they had like 30 games or something uh and they showed that game and i was like that looks like a cool new original xbox property yes redfall it kind of looks like 
Left for Dead with Vampires instead of Zombies. Uh, hmm. It's going to be a co-op shooter in this post-apocalyptic world where you're on a team of vampire hunters and you each have different cool vampire hunting kind of superpower abilities. And then you're fighting these vampires. I think it looks sick. The trailer that they showed for it, I was just like, I don't know what this is, but this looks freaking awesome. Uh, and it is a new IP. So I think it's exactly what Xbox needs, frankly, is more titles like this that are cool, inventive looking new IPs uh, that can drag in some people and hopefully lead to sequels, hopefully lead to a new franchise. So we've got that we've got starfield and then things get a little quieter and a lot of the other titles that xbox is working on right now are not planned to release until 2023 so phil spencer was just saying yeah like eventually you know we definitely want to work towards a place where it's not like a big year and then a not so big year and then a big year or something like that he'd like to get to a point where it's every year's a big year right and i was like well yeah like duh like you know it's like netflix isn't gonna come out and be like we really like to not have any good movies to watch in the fall we just find that in the fall that's our favorite time to have bad content we like to pay for the good movies the other three seasons fuck autumn (laughs) yeah we don't like having good content so obviously anybody who owns any kind of streaming platform or you know platform subscription service wants there to be content that draws people in a hundred percent of the time so not only do we want to have um you know like an uh consistent flow of games for the xbox brand but if you're phil spencer of course at this point that is xbox and game pass are pretty much like inseparable at this point so that means that you also want to have a consistent flow of big content for game pass and it's like well yeah that's why they bought bethesda right that's why they uh went and made the other giant act uh you know activision uh and blizzard uh yeah uh acquirement right which hasn't officially gone through yet as we know it takes you know multiple years for those things to get worked through but that's why they're making those massive moves obviously is because and that's really what xbox has done well they've done a few things well this generation for sure but that's one of the main things they've done well this generation is that spencer was like here's the problem we only have halo gears and forza i'm gonna go fix that and they've been working on that and so i do think that the future of the xbox brand is is looking pretty bright as far as a future where they do hopefully have a more consistent stream of content and i will give props where props is due to the fact that like frankly that's what sony had been killing them on for a long time right and the ps4 had this really good long line of first party huge ip titles like god of war uncharted spider-man all that stuff had sold fantastically well and uh you know like it's funny like i i saw some article the other day too where someone was like PS5 is outselling Xbox two to one. And someone was like, man, and I thought this was supposed to be Xbox doing good. And I'm like, well, first off, that is Xbox doing good compared to them getting slaughtered in the PS4 era. What were the sales in the PS4? Five to one, six to one, like especially at the beginning when they flubbed the launch of the Xbox one and then it took them forever to claw their way back. So you've got to remember, they traditionally have a smaller market share anyway. So them selling even half as many PS5s is significantly better than what they did in the first year of the Xbox. And then like with already like the PS5, like outselling the PS4. And that was 
like a mega <clears throat> console. So to keep yeah. up with that, like I still think exactly the point that you're making is still that's still very successful in the game. Very successful. Yeah. They also had their their best year in Japan that they've ever had, and obviously it was not nearly as good as the PS5. But Microsoft has historically done dog shit in Japan. Yeah. So for people actually to be buying that new console on launch day at all, and for it to be doing relatively well over there and having subscribers and people buying into Game Pass says a ton about the fact that they're making an attractive platform finally where even people over in the East that have traditionally been like, hey, Nintendo, Sega, Sony, that's it. They're like, man, this Game Pass thing, man, I'm going to buy one of these fan-dangled American Xboxes out here. And I am really interested because these were global figures when they talked about the two-to-one sales. Mm -hmm. I'm really interested about... What are the like North American figures? Because if from a grassroots research perspective, I know probably twice as many, if not three times as many people that have either a Series X or a Series S than I know people that own PS5s. So in my experience, it's weird. And like, you know, I don't know if that's just my particular social network. I don't mm. know if that's my town and the availability in my town specifically, right? I don't know what factors play into this. And I definitely know a number of people that own the PS5. So it's not like I'm saying it's like, I don't know anybody. I obviously, I know a lot of gamers. But I would say, you know, if I know 10 people that have a PS5, I know at least 20 that have either the Series X or the Series S and have bought into that uh, console generation. So I'm, yeah, I'm very interested to see in the long run because it's like the fact that they're doing any numbers in Japan is frankly amazing. And then I'm like, well, you know, North America has always been Xbox's stronghold, frankly, of course. So I'm just like, well, how are they doing here? I'm very curious about that. Yeah, like I think you brought up a lot of good points there. Um, I do think it's the social circles that you surround yourself in. And what I will say as somebody who came as like like super pro PlayStation, and now that I've gotten a little bit more wisdom, and now that I kind of cla- like I kind of identify now as just like a gamer, like I just like mm-hmm. regardless of the platform, what I follow the game. So like if there's a game yep. that I want to play and it's on a platform, I'm gonna get that platform. Like it's just that's just I'm not gonna let anything man. restrict me like that. Um, now that I've kind of leaned more that way. This is kind of my worldly observation here of what I've noticed. I kind of feel like people just want to belong and they just want like some kind of team that they could fight behind. So they have made a choice with their financials uh, to back whatever platform. And they feel like any negative press on their platform counts as their team losing or them losing personally. And so they take it personally. So they do whatever they can to justify how they spent their money. So I 100% agree with that. Yeah. So if a PlayStation game does really well, that means that um my choice to spend my money on an xbox makes me look stupid so i have to justify it with whatever counterpoint and and vice versa it goes both ways yep um and i just find that stupid like i just i like that i 100 percent agree to all of that yeah right? like now I, that I, I think we've, we've touched on this before yeah bit, right that that there's that confirmation bias people want to you know argue for exactly i think it's the most people aren't in a financial position to be like us and own a bunch of different consoles. And so it's like for someone like myself, where I own 
an Xbox, a PlayStation, and a Nintendo Switch. It's not like I'm ever going to see positive or negative press about any of those three companies and think that I'm winning or losing anything because I own all three of them. And to me, they just coexist as just different things that I own and enjoy. So I don't give a shit. It's when you only have the financial ability or desire or need or whatever, and you buy one of them. And that's when you get so rooted in that idea that like you don't want to feel like you backed the wrong horse in the race. Exactly. Yeah. And it's also like, like now that I've been outside of it, it's just like, if you don't play like third person, like story campaign games and you only play shooters, like why would you give a shit about what PlayStation is doing? Because Mm -hmm. all of the games that you play are available on Xbox and all of like a lot of the games that you would play are cross platform. So like you don't have to argue to anybody. And it's and it's same goes with PlayStation people. It's like if you yep. love like Horizon Forbidden West or you love God of War, then who gives a shit if Halo does really well on Xbox? Like why do you yep. care? Like you don't play that game, you have no plans to play that game. Why do you care? Um, Did it make your game less fun? Like, does your does your PS5 just suck now because someone else is enjoying Halo next door? No, exactly. And it's your just, console works the same. Your graphics still look good. Your gameplay is still enjoyable. Who cares what little Timmy down the block is playing? Just enjoy enjoy your game, man. Yeah, like enjoy people like you have. Like what gets me mad is like people comparing like Gran Turismo Seven to Forza, <clears throat> and it's like, yeah. who cares? It's Everything like it needs to be a contest. Yeah, yeah it's just like both of like. If you have a PlayStation, you have a car game now. And it's like, and if you have an Xbox, you have a car game. It's like, yeah. if you I like said that last week, I was like, yeah. I'm stoked for PlayStation owners yeah. because we've had Forza for a while and new, like, current gen racing games are sick AF. Yeah. And I'm stoked for you guys that you're going to get a really good one. That's awesome. Exactly. And right. it's kind of just like, it's kind of eye opening. And like, I see it on my, t- like, and it's also like, Again, who you surround yourself by. And I will admittedly say that a lot of people on my Twitter followed me back when I used to make that kind of content, like the PlayStation versus Xbox yeah, kind of for content. Sure. So you would see more people in that circle, obviously, that way. Or yeah. like, and then the opposite as well. And I just like, I find myself fatigued, like reading their posts and like, like, oh, like, like in February, we're getting Horizon, we're getting Grand Grand Turismo. Like PlayStation ain't good this month, and it's like I fucking hate that post. I literally don't go on Twitter very much at all anymore because this was one of the things that drove me off that platform was that I follow a ton of gaming sites. And I did hear it from the Microsoft side as well. I felt like I heard more of it from the Sony side, frankly, but I did hear both. Uh, And I just got really tired of just, yeah, this attitude of like 90% of what people tweet about is what they don't like in gaming. Yeah. Or what they're slanging mud at the other side of the fence because they're participating in this perceived console war between two companies, which, as we've stated, are not your friends. Don't don't care about about you. you. Yeah. They just want your money. And so, like, good for you out there, like, flying your PlayStation flag and, like, doing Sony's work 
work for them to market their product because like that's that they're winning so they're happy about that or same like if you're just like xbox life bro like great like i'm sure they're very happy about that but at the end of the day like it's not doing anything for you and you're just getting yourself all riled up about shit that as we just covered doesn't affect you and doesn't matter who cares what xbox is or isn't getting this month if you have a ps5 and you're getting all these cool games you're stoked about and why can't you just be stoked about that without having to like try to rub it in the other people's face like you can just be like oh yeah we're getting this cool game this month and then your buddy who owns xbox will be cool we just got this on game pass and you're like oh that's sick man good for you like I just I just don't understand why more people can't take that attitude, right? But yeah, or just like, like or talk or like actually talk about the games that they're playing and like enjoy yeah. gaming. Like I find so <clears throat> few people are actually sharing like actual gameplay and like them enjoying a game other than like talking about DLSS fucking whatever hardware spec from like yeah, like fucking what was it? Max processing or like what yeah. was it back in the it's Genesis? Blast processing. Yeah, blast Genesis, processing. Yeah. yeah, like they're just like it's just that Genesis all over. Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, why are you talking about these tactical specifications? And it's like when in real world use, you're like, do you even understand what that does? Are any games currently implementing this new feature that you're talking about potentially coming in a future firmware update? It's like I read no. a great article one time on PC magazine, this guy talking about how turning his frames per second counter off changed his life because he had become so obsessed with performance and tweaking things and going into the sliders and be like, can I get another frame? Can I get a couple more frames per second? It's like, what's the max frames I can push it to that he had lost just sitting down and enjoying a game. Yeah. And just, just playing the piece of art that was in front of him instead of just like tweaking the hardware and, you know, and it's, I, I don't know. I agree. I just I think it's that's not what gaming should be about, man. And it should be about having fun and fun experiences. And if you are talking to other gamers or your friends, you should be concentrating on just saying things like, hey, man, I played this game. It's sick. I think you'd enjoy it. You should try it. And if they're like, oh, that's not out on my particular platform of choice, you could just be like, oh, well, if you ever do end up owning a PlayStation in the future or if it ever does end up coming to Xbox, I think it's really worth your time. What are you playing? You know? Yeah, or be like, what are you playing right now? And it's just like, oh, yeah. I heard this game was coming out for Xbox. What are your thoughts? And it's like, yeah. just did you be play the new Halo? Did you like it? Be yeah. supportive of like gaming. Like, it's so funny because when you think of like a gamer, you think of an outcast or a nerd who like isn't very popular and resorts to gaming. <clears throat> and that is the case for a lot of people. But it's also now it's more mainstream. But for a community of people that wish that things were a little bit more inclusive, they're not very inclusive to each other. Like, oh, God, like, no. Yeah. God, like, no, they're terrible. It's, it's like they just kind of take the world that did them dirty and then they flip it and they're just waiting for an opportunity to fucking flip that on someone else. Gaming was more inclusive when it was just a bunch of neckbeards. Yeah. Because we were like, hey, you too, you know, like we were just like, hey, hey, man, you also been been playing Half-Life 2 all month, haven't had a date in a while. Me too, bro. And it was like this bond with the other losers. But now that everybody and their grandmother games, it's hilarious. It's like it's become more caustic since it became mainstream and popular. And now everybody wants to argue about their brand of choice. Like they're talking about sports teams or something. Exactly. Right? Just, That's exactly yeah, what it's, it's turned into. 
Uh, let's move on to our next topic here. And this is one that you've been hyped about for a while. You've been talking about it. You've been analyzing it. You have been following it closely. And I'm interested to hear your take on it. But we do need to address something uh, first here. Very important for J-Retro as a fan of this particular form of entertainment. Uh, You want to take it from here? I'm going to transfer you to this next screen here. And we have a memoriam that we want to respect real quickly here. Yeah, absolutely. I want to, you know, dedicate this next segment to the memory of Scott Hall, known to fans of the old school World Wrestling Federation as Razor Ramon, one and only one of the greatest intercontinental champions of all time, who unfortunately was taken off life support yesterday after a series of heart attacks that resulted as a complication of a hip replacement uh, surgery. Um, Razor Ramon wrestled in the first wrestling match I ever watched when I was six years old. My buddy was like, Hey man, we got to watch raw. And I was like, I don't know what that is. And he turned on the TV in his mom's bedroom. (laughs) Okay. Like, is this, is this like power Rangers? What are we watching? And he turned on this show. And, uh, the first match I ever saw was Razor Ramon versus my number one childhood hero, the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. Uh, and they were really great friends backstage uh, in real life, you know, uh, and, you know, put on a hell, hell of a match. They put on a, a hell of a match a few times for sure. But lots of people remember the latter match, WrestleMania 10, one of the most iconic matches in WWF history, I'd say. And, uh, you know, I think my buddy, Zach, uh, who I went to wrestling school with for a while, we, you know, we always were like, hey, yo, man, which is a, a Scott Hall razor thing. So, I mean, you know, even just the way I talk to my friends was, you know, this guy had a huge influence on it. But I think he really hit the nail on the head. We were talking about it yesterday. You know, as soon as he saw the news, he was like, bro, we lost razor. And I was like, I know, man, like this one, this one really got to me. Like, I remember. When Owen Hart died when I was a kid is probably the only other wrestling death that is that has bugged me as much as this one does. This one really, really hit me in the childhood. Uh, and I think Zach hit the nail on the head. He said, Razor Moan, Scott Hall took a gimmick that in anyone else's hands would have just been another one of those dumb 90s gimmicks that Vince McMahon came up with that like lasted for a few weeks where it was like, I don't know, like we'd remember him in the way that you remember like Doink the Clown or like, I don't know, like Duke the Dumpster Drowsy because it's literally just like go out there and be Scarface. Just do a bad Scarface impersonation. And somehow he just he made that magic. He made it one of the most entertaining and memorable things I ever saw in my freaking life. And uh, he was a hell of a charismatic entertainer. He had some real struggles with drug addiction and stuff throughout the years. There's a lot of chronicles of that. Uh, But near the end, he'd gone through recovery, been sober for a few years. He was living a much better lifestyle and uh, had been a great example to a lot of people of uh, how you can conquer your demons and come back from that. Uh, A lot of people remember his Hall of Fame induction speech uh, where he said, hard work pays off, dreams come true, bad times don't last, but bad guys do. So rest in peace and may the memory of the bad guy last and live on and so that one's for razor and on that note the reason i bring this up is we are talking about wwe 2k22 it's out in the streets you can get your hands on this game now i am super hype about this we all know we didn't get a 2k21 
uh, because a 2K20 was a heap of flaming dog crap on your neighbor's doorstep. Uh, but, you know, this game, they've done a, a lot of listening to the fans. They brought back GM mode. They brought back showcase mode. They've totally revamped the actual game engine and how the wrestling actually plays. They've really tried to go back to basics in a number of ways. And if you pre-ordered, I think you had to pre-order to get it, but there was a NWO for life, for life, baby, too sweet edition of the game, which does include the bad guy, Scott Hall. So hopefully some of you are out there tonight playing some Scott Hall matches for me in 2K22 and putting the bad guy over. Don't have him do the job. Don't have him do the job the day after the day passed away. That's cold. Uh, and yeah, I'm really excited to get my hands on this game. I haven't gone out yet. I'm just, I'm not in the financial position right now to go drop $80 on another game. I'm not going to lie. I just bought Mario Kart. I need to take a breather. I'm buying new games for a little bit. I will buy it for sure. Uh, and, you know, if this came to Game Pass, I'd be on it tomorrow. And who knows, it might because NBA 2K21 did it at one point. Uh, but I will definitely go and pick this game up in not too long. And I'll definitely give you my in-depth review of the game when that happens. Uh, I'm excited, but I'm also like I'm tempering that excitement a little bit. Like it's interesting, like GM mode was one of the things that when I started watching some reviews of the game, I was like, this is interesting because to so many people, they were like, give us GM mode back. And they were like, what okay. is GM then, mode for those so of us who don't mode, know? <clears throat> yeah, GM mode is sort of like uh, you don't really play the matches like you simulate the matches and stuff. It's more about running the company. So you would have a brand like Raw or SmackDown. You would draft certain wrestlers to that brand and you would book matches and stuff. And the idea is you're trying to book an entertaining show and get up in the TV ratings and stuff. So it's similar like people that like playing uh, fantasy football, fantasy basketball, that sort of stuff, where it's more about building a team. Or if you've ever played hockey, ultimate team in NHL, ultimate team in FIFA, NBA, my team in 2K, that would probably be the best comparison in sports video games, I would say, to this mode. Um, there, It's a little bare bonesy from what I hear. Like, there's no tag matches that you can book. You can only book singles titles. There's like hmm. two singles belts. There's no tag belts. I was like... Why are you going to have a GM mode and not have like 90% of the stuff in the game be in the GM mode when like not having a GM mode was one of people's biggest complaints? That's weird to me. With that being said, I don't I don't give a shit about GM mode. I never really played it, but <laughs> I know like to a lot of people, it was a huge deal. And that does give me, you know, concerns that then branch out where I'm like, well, if you have asked your your work on this thing, that was a huge deal to people. How do you do with the other things that were a huge deal to people? So I'm really interested to see. Uh, but, you know, first reviews are very positive, other than GM mode being a little bit lackluster. Uh, the main What I'm mainly hearing from people is that it will, you'll feel like a bit out of a fish of water for a little bit if you played most of these 2K wrestling games because they have really redesigned the way the actual in-ring combat works and how the control scheme works. So I'm very interested to see how that is and see whether I do end up actually liking it better than the old system or not. Uh, and then, you know, the other thing, though, is like this game looks stunning. 
like any footage I've seen of entrances and stuff, you're like, I feel like I'm just watching television. Like this is, it's so photorealistic. It's stupid. It is hands down the most beautiful wrestling game ever made. Uh, and you know, 2K20, a lot of the issues with it at launch were just like brutal, brutal visual glitches, like people freaking popping through the ring and popping through ropes and like weird, crazy crap happening. And I haven't heard any complaints of that nature. I definitely haven't heard that the in-ring combat is a buggy mess. And I think that was really the most important thing here was providing an in-ring gameplay experience that is enjoyable. And from what I'm understanding, they've really nailed that one out of the park. So if your main reason for being excited for 2K22 was that you were like, oh my God, they brought GM mode back you might end up being a bit deflated here. Even if you're just like looking me, at some of this like footage right here, this game does look pretty insane. Like it looks like oh, pretty that, damn realistic. It's ridiculous how good this game looks. And I say that as somebody that has played literally every game the WWF has put out on every platform that they've put them out since about 1994. And I'm just <laughs> like, this is a nice looking wrestling game guys so i'm super stoked to get my hands on it if you are out there and you have your hands on it you're playing 2k22 get at me on twitter get at me on instagram at jfree86 let me know what you think of this game uh should i just should i eat noodles for a week and just go buy it tomorrow i want to know is it that good so let me know hit me up on the gram let maybe know. maybe because they did have to do a ground up rebuild that's why they couldn't spend the amount of resources it would take to like fully fledge out that gm mode so sure yeah that's a good take and like honestly like if the in-game combat and like the way that you wrestle and like all of that is like so much is like massively improved i'm with you like i feel like i would just like forgive the the other shortcomings because you can yeah. patch that with dlc like any day you can For sure like you, you could can... totally flush gmo out with dlc you could release a yeah. tag dlc for gmo or so that i could see them doing that or just flush it out in you know 2k23 or something because what they really had to do here was not lose the license right like yeah. they had to release a game at least that wasn't going to lose the wwe license for them here basically yeah um so yeah i'm i'm excited to get my hands on the in-ring combat and i think we saw this with 2k15 which was like the first one it's either 14 or 15 which was the first one on the ps4 and one of the main things that got they were like it looks great it plays really good. A lot of the modes that we've gotten used to aren't there, though. That was one of the main criticisms. And I said the same thing. I was like, well, they had to build the whole gameplay engine from the ground up. Yeah. Like, you can have bells and whistles later. First, you just have to make two guys wrestling in a ring work well on a new series of hardware. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Like, I feel like you could forgive a lot of shit if, like, the main part of the game that you came there to play is really fucking good. And, like... I kind of feel like that's we've seen that happen with a lot of games this year. Like Halo, they spent the time to make Halo right as it should be. And they like they went back to the true formula from what you've told me and they got that part right. So like a lot of like like what we talked about last week, like the for is it the forge? Like whatever was missing, it yeah. was like Okay. Forge and co-op were like the two main thing people were. And it's were like I enjoyed those bits, but I also just really enjoyed that this game kicked ass. Like I feel mm -hmm. like 
yeah, like that's like one of those things. But like, let's say it wasn't as good, and it was like it's an initial state of how it was going to release the year prior. You probably be like, yeah, it's bullshit, and it's also bullshit. Oh, hundred percent, man. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I and I went into that like even as someone where like I I think I've discussed last episode like I don't really care about the forge and the way that GM mode wasn't really my cup of tea. But at the same time, like I really cared about co-op and like co-op Halo is most of my memories of playing Halo was playing the campaigns co-op with my buddies as a kid. And so that was definitely something where I was like, oh, when they said it wasn't going to be there. But my immediate thought after that was uh, they are saying they're going to add it later for one. And two, I would rather have exactly like the main content here which is obviously like the single player campaign and then the deathmatch stuff be as good as it possibly can be i think they did the right thing there by choosing their battles and being like we're gonna get this thing first and just nail this yeah and then we can worry about adding that other shit later so yeah i think there's there's every chance that that will happen here and most of these 2k wwe games have gotten various DLC packs over time, whether it was just new wrestlers or new yeah. outfits for wrestlers, or whatever it was. So there's no saying that we couldn't get a GM DLC at some point for sure. So who knows? That'll be an interesting thing to watch and monitor as this game continues to get supported over time. Uh, but I'm hyped, man. It's been a while now. Obviously, we had that gap there with no 2K wrestling game, but we also, like, it's been two or three years since fire pro wrestling world came out, which they then never made a sequel to. We've been hearing about this AEW wrestling game. That's supposed to be sort of a spiritual successor to WWF, no mercy and the old N64 wrestling game. Cause those are the people that are working on AEW's game now, but that game has been another one of those things where like, there's just been talk and talk and talk and we haven't seen much. And so I'm just so stoked that there is a new wrestling game on the market that you could actually go play today that people are enjoying makes me happy well i'm really happy to hear that uh one thing that i want to do is it's kind of something that is i just thought of and it's to help you out and that maybe help me out as well we'll do one for me as well but what because i know you got so many games on the go right now what yeah. games do you have currently on the go that you need to finish Ooh, Valhalla. <clears throat> I've been trying to play more of it lately because I was like, just I, list I realized, them off. So we got Valhalla. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I need to finish that. I eventually want to finish Cyberpunk here. So I'm working on that one. Okay. That's one I'm working through. Um, okay. What are some other ones that I'm trying to complete? Mm, NBA, NBA 2K22. I'm still working on my first season and I'd like to win the championship. Okay. Um, what else am I playing that story? Breath of the Wild? Breath of the Wild. And I'm working on Mario Kart 8 because I want to like basically. I was just gonna ask that. you because last week you just finished the 50cc and you're working on the 100 cc. Where are you at? I'm now? done the hundred. Done the hundred. So I have every gold medal with three stars, which is like getting first in all four races yeah. to get the gold. So I have that in both 50 and 100 cc And now we're breaking into 150. That'll be the next. And it goes up to there is 50, 100, 150, mirror, which is 150, but courses are backwards. And then there is 200 CC. Yeah, Mario I got to 200 and I yeah, couldn't do it. Wild. That's when I quit. That's when I was like, yeah. it's too hard. I'm like, it's like I 
and there I had was a, a mode like that in Crash Bandicoot Nitro Kart 2 where I got to like whatever the extra hard mode was and I was like this is absolutely stupid like who who could do this but okay are we we'll missing see, anything what are are those all the games probably am. I'm sure I am but I like, think those I'll, are your main I'll ones it, though I'll think of it throughout the week yeah oh and I'm playing um what's the other one Saints Row three I want no not three Saints Row four I've been playing through a bit on the Switch, uh, and I'd like to finish that. And then Miles Morales, which I started, and then Final Fantasy VII Remake that I need to finish. <laughs> See, I knew there was more stuff. Like, it's disgusting once I actually, like, think of all the platforms. And Halo Infinite, which I still haven't beaten the campaign. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah. You're this in, is my life, man. You're in I trouble. Okay. more than I can chew with this shit. Yeah. So it's here disgusting. we go. This is a new segment that I'd like to introduce to the Update Required podcast. We're going to call it The Wheel of Wisdom. And here we've got a list of all of the games that Jay Retro has on the go right now. We're going to spin the wheel, and he is going to dedicate some time to that game this week. So let's... let's are you go. ready? Are you ready? Let's go. Okay, let's I click the spin. It. I love it. This is the best addition to the show yet. Let's go. Spin <laughs> okay, that let's... wheel. I'd like to buy a vowel. Oh, it looks like you're going to be playing some oh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. All right. Nice. Yeah, no, and it's been a while. Like, I don't think I played that in, like, uh, probably two weeks or so now since I even touched on that one. And I was just thinking the other day that I do need to at least fire up the PS4 Pro because apparently the PlayStation Plus games this month are relatively decent and I want to make sure that I at least add them to the old library I didn't even there. see. I didn't even see what there they are. There. Well, there was a, I read an article and they were like, March is traditionally the big month because March is the month that they gave us Final Fantasy VII Remake. And it was also the month the year before that that they gave us uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered. So they were making an argument that there seems to be an ongoing trend where March is the month that you can count on to be the best bang for your buck in PlayStation Plus titles. We got Ghost of Tsushima Legends or whatever. Oh, yeah, is, yeah. Yeah. And we got a couple other games. I, I honestly, like, I'm gapping on what they were, but I do remember them being relatively decent kind of named titles. I think Ghost of Tsushima Legends being in there was kind of like the biggest one, though. Uh, Ghost um, Runner and Ark which I also think is on Xbox Game Pass. Uh, yeah. Sonic was... Racing and yeah, it goes to <clears> yes, that was the other one. I was stoked on that because I was just like, well, as much as I'm obviously concentrating way more on Mario Kart 8 right now, I'm sure I will play Sonic Team Racing because I will always play another kart racing game. Uh, and I do love the shit out of Sonic, and I've heard that it's not that bad of a kart racing game. So I was actually really stoked about that one. And I like it because it's not only did you get some good titles this month, you got a lot of good kind of variety in the different types of content that PlayStation Plus brought you this month which I think is fun. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so what games... Do I, now that I'm I'm like... I still want to play the shit out of Elden Ring, and I probably will, but I've got other games that i got to yeah, no, complete You can't here. put Elden Ring on the wheel. You're not allowed. There's an Elden <laughs> it, Ring ban it on the won't, wheel of It won't be on the wheel. Okay, so what are these... I know I still got games in the cellophane wrap. Well, you claimed that you wanted to continue to play Crossfire X just to continue to hate on it, from what I understood there. Well, no, Crossfire um, X, I could, like, okay, I am, I'm not going to play that, because I, I couldn't even get into the game. Like, I, I'm not play that. I was like, is there a campaign? I don't know. I think this is just all uh, versus. Okay, so FF7 Remake, I still haven't even opened that. Okay, that's going on the wheel for you, too, then. Okay, Neo 1 and 2, do they count as one game or separate? Because this is two games. 
I think, well, I think it counts as one game because you probably want to at least play them in the release order. Okay. So you can only really list the first game until you beat that one, and then the second game would go on afterwards. But you just count it as one game. Okay. I uninstalled uh, Halo Infinite. If I reinstall it, does my save data come back? Or... Yes, because Xbox, all your saves are cloud. Okay. everything. So if you I play it on finished... your phone, same place. Play it on a laptop, same place. You'll always Halo have the Infinite, same Because I haven't finished that. Um, I started Guardians of the Galaxy, so I could put that okay, down. Let's throw that on there, too. Yeah, I'd like to hear your continued opinion of that game. Um, What else? Uh, You know what? I'm really sad, and I just found I out today. Have you beaten Ghost of Tsushima yet? I beat it. you said you were going to beat it just to hate on it. Okay. I yes, beat it. Did. Oh, yeah. I beat it. I beat that fucking piece of shit. Um, I was really sad to see that this one game was leaving Game Pass. And I just saw that it's today is the last day. And I was like, oh, I want to it. It was uh, near Automata. I've been hearing from a lot of people that it was good, but I I haven't played it. And I'm I'm sorry. Um, I don't want to do this to myself, but I kind of feel like I have to in the kind of person that I am. But I do have Horizon Zero Dawn that I got for free. Oh, you have to ago. put it on there then. <laughs> Absolutely. Because I, like, I kind of want to have the shit on that game. Well, I, w- I want to know your genuine opinion of it after you play it. I think that'd be an interesting one, especially as more of the Sony guys. It's, especially since you're the one out of the two of us that can play the game right now as I'm still on PS4. Well, Horizon about on no, PS4? No, no, Zero Dawn is the PS4 one. Oh, the first one. Okay. Yeah, Never yeah. Mind. I get it. <clears throat> Forbidden West. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Did Forbidden in... West have a PS4 edition though? Yes, it, seems it does. Like they're doing that with most games. Now. It does. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm not gonna pay. I'm not gonna pay seventy dollars to shit on a game. I did that yeah. for Ghost of Tsushima, but uh, Which be able, I, I keep meaning to play the first one. I, I I think it might have even been a PS Plus game at some point. I can't it remember. was. Um, I can't remember what's that day where they're like, "Stay home and play video games." It's like, and then they gave it to people for free. So I don't know. So I I got it from then. But okay, I'm gonna put on this list. I'm not insane yeah, like you. I, really I feel like go back and play it. I feel like that's enough games because I'm not crazy like you. I feel oh, like yeah, you're not like if there's five titles on there even now, I would say we're good. What are we at? Five six. Yeah, we're at five. Cause we're Let's like we're talking about a guy who used to play a game, a singular game a You're year. You're not supposed to have as many games as me. I have a sickness. Yes. Okay. So okay. let's just yeah. Kay. Five games is good. Wheel of wisdom, everybody. Here we go. Wheel okay. of wisdom. Let's get it on the screen. What am I playing this week? Oh God, don't don't be Horizon, please. Attention. Don't be. It's gonna be Guardians now I want of the Galaxy. I want it to be Horizon. Yeah, you were like, I want it to be that game. As soon as you said, I'm just like, well, I hope it is now. So it looks like I'm finishing Guardians of the Galaxy. All right. Yeah. Um, All right. Oh, that's going to be brutal. How long Dang is that? Star Lord. How long is that game? What's that website? It's just like, how long? Oh, I have no idea. But I'm sure you could just Google like Guardians of the beat. Galaxy average playthrough. That's what I normally how do. How long to beat.com? Search Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. Man, I thought how long to beat.com was advice on how long I should masturbate. I've been <laughs> how long to completion.com. Um, main story 17 hours. Okay, so well, I, there you go. That's I've already popped in an hour, so 16 hours to go. Here we it's go. Nothing. That's, that's, 17 that's, hours. Nothing. Nothing. that's nothing. That's nothing. Um, 
Cool. So I I really hope uh, y'all like that segment. I was just something that I thought about on the fly because I love it. I'm glad it's here. It'll help me figure out how to get through this freaking backlog, man. So. Yeah, and I know you're stoked about WWE new game, but like you mentioned before, let's be responsible. Let's be fiscally responsible. And we got so many games that we got to catch up on. Let's catch up on these games. Yeah, buddy, I agree. And I think that like you touched on that a little bit and that'll be kind of one of my wrap up thoughts for the night. But in in this era of gaming, if you allow the FOMO to get to you, mm-hmm. you will be living on Skid Row in no time. It's yeah. literally impossible to buy and play everything, frankly, even if you're a full time content creator. They're they're like there's simply are not enough hours in the day and in your life for you to play every cool video game for you to watch every cool movie, you know, like there just there just isn't. And so yeah. you, you at some point you need to prioritize and be like, these are the ones that I like the most. And this is what I'm going to invest my money and my time in right now. And if I finish this and I have more time, maybe I'll check out that other game and don't let your friends, you know, convince you that you need to go spend another 80 or dollar 90 dollars just because they're in the fucking food court with you being like bro you have to play you have to play it's like no i don't i don't have to i'm sure it's a great game i'm glad you're really enjoying it and i will play it when i get to it and like i have friends that like god bless them but they will do that at times where they will really pressure me or they'll be like we both bought it we really want to play with you like please buy bro please buy bro and i'm like no like you guys know that i typically don't ever buy games on their full price i wait for them to go on sale to their like 50 bucks uh and even if i didn't it's just like i can't be buying a new game every freaking week or something no. man you know i, I got a God no. like come on and especially like owning all these different platforms the temptation gets even worse for me because i'm like well i want to buy pc games and i want to buy xbox games i want to buy playstation games i want to get games for my switch i can't buy every game it would be completely obscene of me and i live alone and have a pretty decent income and you know no kids to feed and i still like there's just no way i could do that right so yeah don't let the sickness of the FOMO and the pressure from your friends and your peers convince you that you always need to go run out and like, like I, I need to buy every game as soon as it launches so I can always be involved in the conversation. Like, no, nah, man, you can just be like, oh, that's awesome that you're enjoying the shit out of Elden Ring. I'm still working on Halo Infinite. I'm really enjoying it. Maybe I'll buy Elden Ring when I'm done. Yeah, or you could could be a part of the conversation by, like, also, like, following the game or, like, watching videos, and you can share... That, too. I told people, I'm like, you can share your impressions, but you can't, like, claim it to be fact. So you can be like, my impressions of Blank Game are this from the videos that I've watched. That's what I was literally just doing about WWE, right? Yeah. So fully admitting, hey, I haven't had my hands on it yet. Here's some things I've seen in reviews. Here's some things that my friends have told me. Here's what I've kind of seen from footage. And yeah, in today's day and age, you can experience games that you can't afford or go get in a way that you never had the privilege of doing before. Like you can literally just watch someone play the entire game on Twitch or like look up a Let's Play and at least, you know, kind of get the experience of like what it's like to go through the storyline and go through that game, uh, you know, secondhand. And that's the experience you would have had back in the day, just like, going over to your buddy's house and then watching him play a single player game while you were yeah. there. Right. And we all used to do that. And like, I had to be there tons of times. <laughs> 100%, man. We, we, and we 
honestly, like back in the day, I didn't even hate that. Like I was interested, especially if they owned a console I didn't own or something. And it was a game that I couldn't get at home. I'm like, oh, cool. Like, I'm curious what Mario 64 looks like. I'm a PlayStation guy or whatever. Right. So I never really minded. But yeah, I'm just saying it's you live in an era where you don't have to just sit there and be entirely not involved in the conversation just because you're not going to rush out and drop the $90 right away. Watch a few videos and chat with your friends about your impressions of what you thought so far or whatever, right? But, yeah. just, and just don't, don't let, let, your fr- don't let other people decide for you what games you should play. Like, if you've if you've been a gamer for any longer than, like, a few months, like... You know what kind of games you like, and you know you know what you like, you know what you don't like, and you likely know what game you're looking forward to and what game you want when it comes out, and that's fine. Other than that, like it's all extra. So if you already got the game that you were looking forward to this year, and all these other games drop, just like J Retro just said, you don't have to feel pressured from your friends. You can just be like, "Yeah, seems like a cool game," and that. Yeah, man. And that could be all you have to say. He's like, yeah, looks looks great. So are we gonna play it? Maybe. Maybe I'll get around to it. I've done that before too, where like because I play so many multiplayer games with my friends that if two or three of my buddies are playing something, they're like, Oh, you should really play us play this with us. Sometimes I'll play a game for like three months and I don't even like it. And I'll be like, Oh, all my buddies play it and they want to play it every night. And I've developed this ability now to just be like, No, I don't. I don't want to play that with you guys. Like, that's cool that you guys enjoy that game so much. I would play these three other games that we play that I do enjoy, or you guys can play that and I'll go play a single player game that I actually enjoy. Um, and I won't be offended at all because you guys want to go play that game that you both enjoy. But like, I don't particularly enjoy it and I don't need to feel obligated to enjoy it just because my friend circle does. And that's a really freeing place to be guys. Totally. So I encourage you to work on getting there too. This whole time, like, me playing Elden Ring, I was like, man, I would love to just buy this game for Jay and then just be like, play this game. And if he had no games on his plate, like he like he had just, like maybe in a world where you just finished Halo Infinite and you had no other backlog, I'd be like, this would be something that I would do. And that he would probably be down to at least try out. But I just know he's got so much going on. Yeah. And even though it's hilariously like Lord of the Rings, I'm still just like, you know what? Like, I'm sure he's heard enough about it and he's doing his own thing. So, like, yeah. I don't need to like, like be one like one of my best friends bought it. And they they tried to pressure me into buying it a little bit and gave me the whole like, man, it's getting such good reviews and we can co-op it. And I think it'd be so fun with the boys. And I was like, hey, man, I'm happy for you. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you got the game. I'm glad that you're loving the game. I do think it's cool. It's co-op. Maybe one day we'll do that together. Not right now. Yeah. Just, I have 20 million other games that I need to get through and like multiple open world RPGs that yeah. I'm still invested in and not done. And frankly, the last thing I need right now is another massive open world RPG. Even <laughs> if I could afford to just run out and spend another $90 tomorrow. That would just be a shitty investment. If you have nothing on your plate, I'll no. buy it for you, and I'll run yeah. you through the game in five hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It's I'm I'm sure like I'd have a blast with it. I like open world RPGs. I'm sure I'd have fun. Right. It's just it's not the right time for me. I don't know if you would. I don't know if you would. Yeah, we'll see. You might, but I feel like Final Fantasy VII remake. You're gonna have to, you're gonna dust off that PS4 Pro, and you're gonna. Oh, I'll have the time of my life with that bad boy. I've been really enjoying what I have played of that game for sure. Yeah. 
Um, do you have anything you want to plug before we head out of here? Anything, uh, anything you're coming out with recently? I don't think so, really. I haven't put out much new content. Like I was, like I said, I was pretty out of commission this week, just kind of hanging out on the couch, watching YouTube videos and shivering. So now that I am not doing that as much, maybe I'll be able to make some YouTube videos and that'll be nice. But I do want to thank all the people out there in YouTube land for the attention that my last video got. It's just nice to have a video kind of pop off again. It's the first one in a while. Got a thousand viewy boys, which for a little tiny content creator like me is actually a milestone whenever that happens. So thanks guys. Thanks for a thousand views. That's what I was uh, hoping that you would plug. I was just like, I was kind of baiting you for that, but check it out. I am planning on making a, a video on the Astro City Mini V, as I mentioned, which is the other mini console that will be coming soon from Japan. That one's dropping in November. I did not buy the Taito Egret 2 Mini at launch because, as we've discussed, it's not always the right time to let FOMO fear you into buying a product. But I do want to throw out the fact that GameSack did invest in the Taito Egret 2 Mini and has like a 25-minute video up now where they go over their opinions after actually purchasing the console, playing with it. I'm sure they go through every game in even greater detail than my video and they do talk about the accessories their hand-on experience with because this thing has like six different kinds of controllers i'm exaggerating but it is ridiculous how many accessories there are uh so yeah i would say check out my video and then if you think that that was cool go check out game sex video too because they're cool guys and uh yeah i'll have the new one up with the uh saga probably this weekend i think maybe this weekend yeah Let's do this weekend. And other than that, like I said, just follow me at jfree86 on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, all that stuff that kids do, except for you Snapchat. Always throw, you always throw me through a ringer because like, uh, like, usually you like you plug the, the YouTube channel and then like your TikTok and then your uh, Twitch and I get this loaded up and then now you're throwing like your Instagram and shit order, at me. So I have to write down the order and do it the same every week. Okay, I'll work on that. But yeah, yeah and follow me on Twitch where once again, I kind of disappeared for a week because I didn't feel good, but I'll be back soon and we are going to finish Halo Infinite. I've been going through Halo Infinite on stream. How come your other streams time. don't show up here when I when I go to your Twitch I, Maybe page. it was just long enough that I, I gapped out for a week or so and they expired. I don't know how long I have them to save. I don't do the, like, save VODs forever thing. I think they expire. Oh, I thought they expire, like, after, like, a couple of months, but I don't know. But, yeah. It definitely forward. hasn't been that long. I definitely it def- was on no. there within the last 30 days for sure. So, exactly. I don't, yeah, I'm not 100% positive. That's why I, I should also... Yeah, figure out how the heck to to clip stuff. It's fun. My buddy uh, Matt clearly clipped something for me there because that is, uh, I believe, his girlfriend's account. So thanks, Matt. I appreciate you. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for clipping funny things on your girlfriend's phone for me. I love you, buddy. Uh, yeah, what are you what are you doing this week, Jimmy? What do the folks have to look forward to in Fornatron Land? Uh, thank you. Uh, so yeah, if you haven't already followed me on YouTube, I'm at youtube.com forward slash Fornitron. Um, I do a lot of Souls content and just like the Souls-like genre. Uh, Elden Ring being out, I've been mad hyping that up and then, uh, just kind of making, uh, videos like in response to that. Uh, like a hidden pause feature was discovered and that was hilarious because that was something that we talked about last week. And um, I kind of made fun of people who say that Elder Ring doesn't have a story because it, it does. And it's Lord of the Rings and it goes a lot deeper than that. Um, but yeah, I do have a video that is going to be premiering midnight tonight. So it'll be out uh, probably by the time that you see this. Uh, oh, nice. What, and then what else? That's pretty much it. Just YouTube ban and then just finishing these games. And then... Uh, 
what else we got going on? That's it. Follow me on Twitter. Twitter uh, at Forentron. And maybe Instagram. Instagram I don't really give a shit about anymore because I'm just like... If... Dude, follow both of us on Twitter and tweet at us about some games that you like. Get Jay Retro's be... ass on Twitter because like, I tweet so about him. I will, I will tweet eight tweets a day if one person that's not Forentron tweets me a list of eight games that they're enjoying right now. One person on Twitter that's not Forentron tweets me a list of eight games that they're Do enjoying. It. I will tweet eight tweets a day for minimum 30 days. I'll, I'll, one person. Yeah, because like I'll like at you commit to it and (laughs) Jimmy can like flog me if I don't do it. Yeah, I care because I'll do it, man. I just want somebody to show me that Twitter can be a space for positivity. I feel like I think both of us just need to like unfollow just the cancer. That's probably the actually more mature solution to this problem. Yeah, yeah would be to just I'm... unfollow the toxic accounts that don't talk about anything but stuff that they don't like in gaming. And because I'm sure there must be other people out there like us yeah. that are trying to focus on the positives, right? It must yeah, happen. And just like I just want to surround myself by people that have like legitimate things to share about gaming that should be celebrated and legitimate things in gaming that should be brought up and criticized and 100%. in a healthy, non-toxic way. Not like there's complete bullshit. These people should be fired blah, 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 blah. Or these people should just like never go on the internet again. They should live in a hole and die. It's just like, okay, we get it. You didn't like this part of the game. And it's just like, it doesn't need to be that dramatic. Um, you're not that, the angry video game nerd, and this isn't 2007. Just tone it the hell down. <laughs> I miss the yeah. eight. Uh, I know he's still around doing shit, but like him in his heyday. Oh, that was. Oh some, yeah, that was some good. There shit. There was a time that was a, that was a fine wine right there for sure. Oh, that was that that website. It's like what was this last page? But uh, yeah, that's gonna be be it for us. Anything else you want to say before we wrap this bitch up? No, man, I think uh, I'm just going to close on. Yeah, like go go find a game that you love this week, play it and then go tell one of your friends about it and just say, hey, this game's sick. You should check it out. Hey, that's it. Don't talk sick. about the, that. It makes the platform better. Don't talk about that. It's better than some other game. Don't bring you know, up DLSS. Say, no one wants hey, to fucking hear that. <laughs> hey, I played this game. I liked it. I thought you might like it, too. You should check it out. <laughs> We should all do more of that. I'll do more of that, everybody. And then also, That's it for me. life is short, okay? Scott Hall, everybody. That's right. Life is short. You could go at any moment. So that's another great reason to concentrate on the positives and not spend all your time bitching. Because if you die tomorrow and the afterlife does exist and you're sitting in heaven and you're thinking about your life, I really strongly doubt that you're going to be like, God, I wish I sent out more angry tweets. <laughs> I wish I shit on DLSS a little bit more before I die. That's, that's you know, St. Peter's like, do you regret anything down there? Any we got a book of your sins and stuff like do you, do you regret any of your actions? And you're just like, yeah, yeah, I regret not throwing more mud at Xbox because Sony for <laughs> life, St. Peter, ya boy. Yeah, Boom. you have serious issues at that point. So, yeah. All right, everybody, we're out of here. Uh, chocolate chips in your vanilla ice cream at Baskin Robbins rocks. Uh, peace out. Thing. Cheers, everybody. Peace.